11 o'clock comics episode 130 oh my god <laughs> look at david taking the taking the bull by the horns the horny bull that's right we got we have to be slap happy right now because we got very little sleep and we're all probably running out of time. I'm I'm rested, I'm relaxed, I escaped without conflu. It's great. I was asleep before nine o'clock on Sunday. No kidding. Yep. Oh, I was so off early, man. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Slept through the night. Most sleep I've had in eight years. I could believe. I did not. No, you been busy. Busy dude. Get your eyes on. I went up to the house and did house. My ass lasted about 15 minutes on that plane. I was fucking sawing logs. Oh, if you were sawing logs, anyway, you were in the room, then the people yeah. would probably want to kill you. Well, we'll, we'll save it for me. The real estate baron of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Central <laughs> that bad, huh? Dude, I gotta move my, gotta move my shit. Gotta get rid of it. But anyway, yeah, Chris, you, you, you it was funny. Pretty cool. Apparently not. Yeah, that was the most uncomfortable luxury room ever. Nah, it wasn't that bad. You know what? I would, I would honestly, without a doubt, do that again in a heartbeat with you six. No, nah, I had, I'm, I had a blast with, with with everybody in the room. Yeah, it was, it was tight. It may not have been the most comfortable arrangement, but oh, it's nobody, a great group. at no point, yeah, at no point was I like, yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking doing it again with these. Well, I just made sure I had a blanket. That's all. Well, there was <laughs> that it, one. <laughs> that one, yeah, you're right. That one incident where Chris let loose the wall of stench. That was, oh, that was pretty, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I was like, give me a knife to cut through the stuff to get oh, out the door. Just, I know, yeah, the I bathroom know is, is in the worst locations, right by the fucking door to get in now. Yep. Oh, yeah. All I know is Sunday, after having my body full of Imodium AD all weekend to keep myself bound up, <laughs> the, gas, the gas was flowing, and I went to pick up the, the kids to uh, bring them back to the con, and uh, they get in the car, because Beth she dropped them off, and they were like, what is that smell? And I was like, oh, yeah, Imodium's wearing off, boys. He should have blamed it on Chris. <laughs> my favorite part was when the hazmat guys came to clear out the bathroom. Oh, that Imodium okay, AD, that no, that's, that, that's, an, that's a... That's an awesome tip, boy. Thank you. Yeah. Housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me towels, no, damn it. <laughs> All right. In, wait, welcome to Bagels in Brooklyn. That's right. That was cool. Uh, we'll get to that, though. Hey, I think we've traipsed through the music. It's 11 o'clock comics once again, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Naisman. Yes, you are, and I'm David Price. Of course you are, and I am the Groundhog. No. <laughs> you are not Ron Jeremy. You a hedgehog. Oh uh, it's the same friggin' thing. <laughs> You're hung like Ron Jeremy Chris. though. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this is eleven o'clock comics, like I said, and Jason's um little member is brought to you by Discount ah. Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, amazing discounts. Check this out. This month you can get the BPRD Plague of Frogs hardcover. It's the first in the series, so you gotta get this. 53% off. It was $34.99. You aren't going to play anywhere close to that. $16.44. Amazing. Two for, 
I know, me too. Two from IDW. John Burns returned to the next men. The first issue, it was three ninety nine. What are you gonna pay? Ninety-nine cents. That's seventy-five percent off. That's crazy. And while you're in the IDW section, pick up Reed Fleming World's Toughest Milkman by yeah. David Boswell. It's a classic of of just misanthropic craziness. Hardcover volume one, fifty percent off. It was thirty bucks. It is fourteen ninety-nine. Oh, my God. And you can all also scoop up Mike Schwartz Oceanverse. All four of them, you get a free promo, promo pack. Pomo. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, all, they're all back in print. You can get them this month along with David. What trade is being offered this month at 50% off? You've been harping on it almost every episode. Me? Yeah. You can't mean the sixth gun. I do. Oh, what a guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. The sixth gun, volume one from Oni. 50% off. Get your butts to DCBS. If you're not already a regular subscriber, enter the following code into the moistened slot. It's called EOC8. And guess what? You get another, an extra 8% off your already fantastic discounts. It's insane. Yep. And a crazy mad props to uh, Christina and uh, and and Cameron for uh, uh, hanging out in New York and being um, just awesome people. I, I had so much fun hanging out with them. It was great to see yes, Miss Zach, though, um, who had a wedding to go to, wasn't yeah. able to be at the con. I got to be um, the best man. Yeah, um, but Zach did me a. He was uh, super above and beyond the call of customer service duty, and did me a major solid today. And I'll just leave it at that. But DCBS, um, yeah, they are. They're they're the best. They are, and they yeah, are. They are wonderful su- people for doing that. Yeah, it was super super cool at the farm hanging out with both of them. Yes, yep. and man, I can't. They look like they're twenty five years old. I can't believe they have four kids. Baffling. No, if I mean Christina, it's the first time I've really um, had a chance to like really sit down and talk with her. I've talked to Cameron before, but Christina's one of the few times I've been in in Fort Wayne, or, or they've been at a con. It, it's been you know a real quick, hey, hi, how you doing? And uh, it, it kind of freaked me out because guys, she listens to the show like every week. She I does. know that, she that's does. why I, I have to watch what I say. Yeah. I, I don't want to incriminate myself. And she, and she yeah, she's she's on top she's, of her game for she's, sure. She's Seriously, cute. she's cute. And a wonderful person. Yes, yes, indeed. yes. And Cameron uh, just Cameron's mm-hmm. so quiet; he just sits there. And, you know, once in a while well, he'll let fly, but oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very clever. And I had to always have to check and see if he's wearing shoes because, like, ha- at least half the times that that I've met him, he doesn't have shoes on. Like at the infamous for at DCBS not wearing shoes. Yes, which is cool. Which always cracks me up. Uh, drink roll call. Yep. All right. Uh, Vince, what are you having? I am drinking something new. Okay. It's called Extra Gold Slow Brewed Lager. I, I have, haven't had this before. Um, Coors. Well, there you go. Yeah, Coors Brewing Dude, Company. I, so let's establish something new for you. For me, something. yeah. No, nothing on the market new. I just Got it, this. got it. Pretty tasty. Yeah, never heard of that. Never heard of that. Uh, Jason, are you, are you busting me? No, no, dude. No, I've never uh, heard of it. Okay. Never. Oh. I've heard Coors of extra gold. Really? Coors extra gold. It doesn't oh, say Coors. Coors on... Oh, it's Coors extra. Gold. No, yeah. it doesn't say Coors on the can. It's just extra gold. Okay. It just says extra gold. Right. Extra gold too. Cause I put it in the freezer. Me? <laughs> no, you. You said to me. Yes. What? Yes. 
I am I am having some delicious icy cold Yangling traditional lager. All right. Still didn't get one whenever I went out east. I don't think that shit exists. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> it is not I, like Justin Gray, and in fact, does exist. Yes. <sighs> uh, David. Uh, I found a bottle of Brooklyn Brewery East India Pale Ale in the back of the fridge, so I figured oh, I'll really? that tonight. Ooh. Look at you. I got no wine in the house, man. Oh, thank God. This is, oh, you thank know, God. It, no, it's David's the, such a beer man. It's thematically sound because David, for those of you who weren't with us at uh, New York Comic Con this year, David drank beer exclusively. No wine. Yeah, you're right. Whole... You're absolutely right. Exclusively. First night. No wine. We each had a pitcher. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and then at the farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam Adams Oktoberfest. That shit's good. And he got wrecked. He did. He was, he was, <laughs> he was touching me more than usual, which was kind of nice. Dude, I, I ain't like seen that. you in months. <laughs> I didn't get wrecked. Not once this past weekend. Oh, please. What? I didn't. If, I was never even slurred. No, you can't. You I can't heard, oh, heard, judge. You can't I heard judge you were up on, on stage at the podcasting panel taking, taking, taking. Oh yeah, yeah. He was sipping on. Well, some yeah, but that was just kind of taking the edge off. I was it, never. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. You opened that bog, the bottle of Knob Creek, before uh-huh. you went to the podcasting panel. When you came back that evening into the room before we went out, that bottle was empty. Well, I was sharing, and it was just uh, a pint. Just, just a pint. Just a that, just a point. Nice. All right. On that note, I did promise my wife that after New York Comic Con, I was going to go on the wagon for a couple weeks. There you go. So yeah, the wagon am, to the distributor. I <laughs> I, 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 am, I am having a uh, uh, wonderfully, wonderfully refreshing Lacroix uh, lime water tonight. Oh, so I guess it's ah. my turn now. Can I can yeah. I turn Here's can I turn the, the table? Come on, Chris, you're ruining my uh-huh. showdown, Chris. Well, see, it's it, it, it's my goal to switch from being drunk and belligerent to being lucid and annoyed. Oh, annoyed or annoying? Annoyed. He's got to get back. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what he's got to do? He's this is all because he's got to get back into into AC mode where he's actually like a professional uh, interviewer. So he's yeah. getting himself geared back up. Perhaps yeah. and curling. Oh, see. <laughs> but wait yes. a minute. So what the hell? We're not good enough for the wagon yet. AC is. Well, let's be honest. No, with no. It's, did I tell you? It's my wife. It's oh, my, okay. The you wife, have to dry out. Air quotes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm drying out. The, yeah. Which the wife? My home wife or the podcast now. wife? It's yeah, my wife and it's my life. It's the heron. Yeah. The heron. It's the heron. <laughs> did I tell you guys about the best thing that I bought at uh, Comic Con? I don't know. A John Buscema page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a frame right now. It's behind my wall. Let me set it up. Uh, Chris, Chris picked up an original Savage Sword of Conan page by the great, the legendary. The if there was a Mount Rushmore of comic book artists, I think John Buscema would be on there. Uh, inked by Ernie Chan. So Chris has this beautiful page, and of course, he did not buy a plastic sleeve to go along with it, and would being the accommodating gentleman that he is, had his nice portfolio there, and he said, Chris, I'll, I'll carry that around for you. Actually, I asked him, and he was very gracious to, okay. to transport it for me. Right, and it went in the portfolio, and obviously it did not come out at the time Chris <laughs> departed. So I don't blame you. Not a bit. Yeah, my so, Chris had taken it out to 
put his uh, beautiful June Bob Kim creeper. Which, uh, we got to throw some big props to June Bob. Yeah, let's do that now. Yes. I got mine and, right uh, here. All right, well, Wait. yeah, and just to finish the story, and then we can get to that. Is, okay. I, so I thought Chris had taken it out when you did, Vince, because you took your. I was holding your art for a bit too, and you took yours out. And for some reason, in the uh, chaos of half drunk, half tired, and getting ready to go out, I thought Chris took it all out, put it aside, and uh, didn't bring the portfolio on Sunday because I had my seeds with me, and my hands were full. And uh, lo and behold, uh, <laughs> I am now staring as we speak at a beautiful Conan page. It's gonna look nice uh, in that hallway, brother. Yeah, never fear though, Chris. As I said, one of the post ups on Saturday to get materials. I talked to several of our buddies who are artists and asked them all the best way to safely package original art. They all have agreed on the best process, such that we will make sure your page gets to you un unharmed. Great. I've, so. I've got a, I've got an empty frame hanging on the wall waiting for it. So I, I trust you, and I, and I'm and I'm holding one of your towels as ransom. That is one hell of a thirsty towel. I was I'm feeling saying, the material right? on that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like Egyptian. You know, that's how we do. <laughs> that's how we do it. My wife and, was like, "You let?" She's like, "You brought one of the good towels." I'm like, "I don't know." I grabbed the towel from the towel rack in the bathroom. She's like. You know how many towels we had that you could have brought? I was like, I don't know. Chris like, was rubbing his balls with that towel. My thing. <laughs> I I I rescued the towel from from the hotel room, okay, and okay. and it's it it we you know, washed and and dried and um, well protected. And I will probably you if you if you need it now, I can send it to you. Or I figured I would just send your your Christmas present with it. There you go. So should we? You want to get the, the want to give the uh, the mad love to June Bob now? Because oh yes. man, what is um, deserve it? A couple of weeks ago, Mr. June Bob Kim, Illustrator Supreme, sent David, I think, a message, one yes. of us, a message saying, you know, I want to do some some drawings for drawings. Drawing, drawings for the four of you because of what you do. And, and he's a nice guy on top of it, one of the nicest guys I've, I've met, always Absolutely. smiling, always very cordial, heck of a guy. And I, I felt a little weird. When, when he offered, because I know the work, the time and effort he puts into his work, and I did not feel right accepting something like that. But I said, what the heck? Draw me a man thing. As I always do. I, sure. I, I cannot express the detail and the time he mu he put into this drawing. I'll, I'll put a, we'll all it's, put. It's insane. It's it, crazy. It is. It's, it's very it's insane. A, paint the picture. These are, it's a full, uh, what is it, eleven by fourteen? Yeah. Like see, I, I thought I thought he was just doing like eight by tens. Like and he, sketches. And, and, yeah. And, and, he, and he sent me um, an image of it um, through the through the the board PM uh, service, and I was I was blown away. And yeah, yeah. And I comparatively, I it was if an eight by ten. Yeah, if you went to a, a con and got a commission like this, it would easily cost you two hundred bucks. Easily. Yeah. Yes. It, it, absolutely. Yes. I'd say I'd say uh, it, it's a full finished, totally tight. Gorgeous full sized commission, which you just definitely. don't get. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. get it at a con; you'd have to pre order it, or you know, you, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, one of, for, for me, one of the nicest creeper drawings I've I've ever it's, seen. Yeah, so course. we all should. So, so he did uh, man thing for Vince. Uh, yes, as but, but said, I, I want to describe it because okay. man thing. It looks like man thing. Oh, it is much more than the man thing. The 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 use of light and shadow in this drawing is impeccable. He uh, there's there's a strong light source coming from the left of the drawing and he uses you know how man thing has the the veiny root like tendrils that snake through his muscles he used those to block out the light and and cast like very dark shadows in in the areas in between the roots it's 
gorgeous. And there's such delicate brush strokes in the face with all the hairy, rooty kind of moss going on between the, the, I call it the carrot, you know, the man things, those tendrils that hang from his face, like the yes. main one. Oh my God. Like I said, I'll put a JPEG and we all will up on the forum of our drawings unbelievable and he's so smart there's so much detail in the foreground of the man thing and he just in the background with the swamp he just brushed it real nice and loose and dark oh it's fantastic unbelievable hey, one of the techniques he used on mine which I'd, i've never seen before but was just blown away he um it, it's creeper and you can tell that it's a city scene well first of all he's um he's jumping onto a onto a rooftop that's it looks obviously like a city rooftop but he used like this crazy brush um uh, technique of just like a brush crosshatch which made the entire background look like um uh building city lights it was yeah just gorgeous it's, it's i've never seen that used before and it was it was amazing beautiful jason what'd you get well, uh, I had the good fortune of actually owning a few Junebob pieces already. Uh, in fact, those people who have graced the uh, the Woods comic room, which I finally posted on the forums, uh, pictures you can see a Magneto uh, that's up on my wall that was from Junebob. I also have a full-sized Wolverine commission that I got from him two or three years ago. Um, so he sent me um, – I actually didn't put in a request, um, so he, he took the initiative. I, uh, he sent me an awesome group shot of – uh, Wolverine, Deadpool, Domino, and Cable. Uh, it's freaking amazing. It's yeah. uh, it's it's astounding. So uh, it's it's actually already framed and up on the wall. So I uh, I, I I put it up before before the con because he had sent me, knowing that I was in the area. He sent me all four of your guys' pictures to bring to the con and give to you. So um, so I got them first and uh, put mine in a frame and it's already hanging with pride. So yep, it's awesome. Looks great. And I think and David. David got I, uh, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one to get two characters on, on a page, because as, as we'll get into as far as when it comes to commissions and things like that, that when it comes to pricing and single figure, multiple figures, things like that, I ended up with a, uh, with a fantastic looking Mr. Monster being, uh, trapped by vines that were being, being told what to do by Poison Ivy in the background. So it's a twofer, an image for a character for me and a character for Renee. Which is fantastic. A little bit yeah, of downtime for Mr. Monster slumming it in Gotham City. Mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> well, maybe she's, maybe she's upgrading. He's, he, he, has, he had the roundup. There's a roundup gun on his belt. He's going to squash that weed. <laughs> That's it, baby. He's going for some <laughs> Venus flytrap. trap. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we can talk about these for for hours, and you will never fully grasp. Yeah, the, just the, yeah, we'll, you we'll need put him, we'll to put see them in that. the episode thread. Yeah, he's oh. he's right up there with with uh, with uh, right alongside uh, well, men, alongside frankly many of our friends and, and people in the forums. But but I was going to say right alongside uh, Mr. Dave Wachter in terms of guys that um, I've known for a bunch of years and have just seen them get better and better and better. And yep. um, I know June is is currently working on Steve Bryant's property, which. Um, I was being called Ursula Wild for some time. I forget what is the new name. Do you guys remember? Um, it's uh, uh, is it Cipher Priest? Uh, um, damn it! This is not right. Somebody better yeah. look it up. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I, they just changed the name, so it's not. I, I was calling it Ursula Wilde for like a year and a half. But but right. the point is, June Bob is it's a Steve Bryan created uh, character and, and storyline, and uh, and June Bob is the illustrator for it, and he's been chugging along on it. And I, I don't. I think it's due out sometime next year, but I will let Steve and June Bob say. But I've he showed us some pages of it. it looks fantastic, and hopefully that will be the launch pad for him into uh, into a lot more of a, a published work because uh, dude's too good to just be. Uh, uh, doing pretty pretty drawings for us for our, for us Jumokes. He, he needs concur. more people to see his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome. And it's odd that you mentioned Dave Wachter because uh, in my new comic room, I originally was only going to put one piece of art on the wall. Mm-hmm. I own the double page spread of uh, the Guns of Shadow Valley that the original um, comic that. Dave had printed, remember, with mm-hmm. the nice thick mm-hmm. black ink, the the double with the crows and the oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I own that, and mm-hmm. I was gonna I was gonna put that on the wall, but now I have to reserve a spot for this. This is way too good to just leave in a sleeve or put in a portfolio. June Bob's going on the wall too. Yeah, nice. Yes, yes. Respect. Respect. It deserves it. I mean, it it would be a sin to to hide this away from 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 eyes. Just. You can't do it. It needs to be seen. And you will if you come to our forum, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Join our forum. Be one of us. And we will treat you well because that's what we do with everyone on our forum. We treat them that's very well. We, yeah. That's right. And thanks for staying well behaved while we're all to come. I appreciate it, folks. <laughs> yeah. True. I, true. I'm looking through some of the things in this plastic sleeve I bought. I have a um, fluorescent black print. Done yeah, by the a, awesome yeah. Nathan Fox and signed Let by him. Let me tell him. you something. I don't. I blame my my sons is what I blame him for because I had fully intended because it was a gigantic tome of not having to carry it around of buying fluorescent black on Sunday it's from nice. Nathan and I freaking forgot and so I'm like okay I'll go on this website and order it. I can't find it on this website. Uh, hmm. You can order it through DCBS. You can. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Like this month. Uh, uh, um, it was in the August order form. Uh, hey, Zach, um, if you're listening, throw yeah, it on my order. Uh, I'm, I'm, hook a brother up. Yep. Yeah, I, I would just say in your next order form, I would uh, I would just... Uh, just hit Zach up. He, he's yep. always good that way, as long as they have yep, a stop. Right. Yep, see if they can just add but it. Zach, if you are listening, by all means, bro, throw it on there. Yep. <laughs> I, I noticed it today. It was in the August order form. Oh, that's great, because it is ridiculous. You bought a copy, and I think you bought one ah. for Sal as well. Yep. And it's yep. freaking... Unbelievable. I mean, it is, and and we were treated to uh, Nathan's original art from from Fluorescent Black was on display at Bergen Street as well, and so you can really see the detail. It's just he works oof. on huge artboards too. Yeah, it's huge. Amazing. I mean, it's like you. I told. I think I've told you the story how when I first saw Alex Ross's originals. I mean, they're tiny, right? He he works on pretty small scale, and they blow it up for the. I mean, Nathan is it's like full canvases. I mean, the dude, yeah. these are gigantic. Uh, uh, Big, big, big uh, sp- artistic canvases that he's using. It's gorgeous. It's ridiculous. S- Salazar sent me out to New York with the two things that he wanted. Um, he he wanted he wanted fluorescent black and he wanted uh, Cliff Chang's sketchbook. Um, he's just right now is very much into like sketchbooks and 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 big big art books like this. And I mean fluorescent black. I started reading it and and it's a it's a crazy you know kind of um, I'm not even gonna say. It's a uh, dystopian future um, is kind of the the setting. It's uh, um, think like you know Frank Miller's Ronin, you know along along that um, that line. But it was originally run in heavy metal 
Yep. So it has all of the the heavy metal vibe to it, but you know, artistically, this son of a bitch is a tour de force. I mean, it is it is awesome. It's one of the one of the best things to come out of heavy metal in a long time. It's one uh, of the best original works, I should mm-hmm. should say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's awesome, and the um, the collection it's uh, it's twenty five bucks, and uh, it's it's big, oversized. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's. it's I have another print in my sleeve here. It's from Mister Art the Bear, or as David <laughs> David calls him, T Bear. The bird. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a snake bite print of a a it's it's great of of a woman crouching, and it's fully rendered beautifully colored and it's signed it is signed yes it and is. he sent them to all of us yes yes he uh That's like cool. june bob did with, with jason he uh he trevor c on our forum uh works in art's studio and art listens to the show and really enjoys it and and uh actually and art, art i mispronounce your name every time i'm with david <laughs> and Smoke just rolls out of his ears. So, oh yeah, that's, that's so why the, I mispronounce yeah, it. Yeah, no, of course. David gets so all ticked off. Um, our our discussions end up generating discussions in the studio, such as you know the fact that Spider Man does have a better rose gallery than Batman, and uh, and and, and boy, punch oh, moments so from so comics. So, yeah. so uh, you know they they listen in and they run with 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 our conversations. But uh, he, Trevor, sent me and and Art. Sent a uh, sent a FedEx my way to bring to bring to New York last week, and then it included uh, the, the one sheet posters of because uh, Art is bringing back his black and white series. It's coming back to Image, and uh, it's fantastic. It it looks great. It's, even yeah. if you go to to to, to the Hack and Shack website, you'll uh, you'll you'll see some preview images of 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 older work, and and uh, as well as you're able to order Chrono Mechanics, which was also included in the... Uh, I love it. In the, it, it, looks it looks beautiful. Great, doesn't it? I started reading it, but I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't get to it right now. I, I got to wait for the weekend. because It looks European, die. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Very it clean it's, it's line. Fantastic. Beautifully, mm-hmm. beautifully laid down line. Love it. The so, faces so, are much more uh, are much more exaggerated than than this. But but as you know, I love Alan Davis and the the hairstyles and the costumes and the clean line reminded me a lot of Alan Davis. Which I mean that, and as you guys know, if I say that, I mean that in the yeah. best possible. Compliment. Yeah. Um, again, the the faces I don't think look like Alan's. They're much more, you know, um, like I said, uh, like caricaturish. But but mm-hmm. but uh, but the rest of it. In terms of the, the 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 feeling, even the the way he did the costumes and the 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 uh, the backgrounds, and even the little alien characters, just very evocative to me of something you'd see in like clandestine or something. So yeah, it has a Dr. and Quinch feel to it in some yeah. spots. Yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And bookmarks, we got bookmarks and everything. He yes. is the man. For Art sure, T Bear. Thank you very much. I love how we just jumped into all the swag we got. Yeah, but I have to. I have a little bit of listener email which was attached to something, and I should have done it okay. last week. And I'm very lax in my duties, and I feel like a heel, so I'm gonna do it this time. Okay. I got a, I got a package from Mr. Ben Pierce. You'll know who he is in a second. And uh, he writes on the front of a Walt Disney Donald Duck comic book from. Uh, 1968, 15th Center, and he wrote on the front of the comic book, 
Hey, Vince, hope it's not too blasphemous to write on this. Well, it's too late now. But as you've <laughs> said in recent episodes, it's just paper. He's, it's very true. I've been enjoying your show from back in the bullpen bulletins days, and I wanted to say thanks. Sorry not to send stuff to the other guys, <laughs> but hopefully I can meet you all in New York City in a couple weeks. Best, Ben. And you know who Ben is? Goaler31 on our forum. Oh. oh yeah, oh. he sent me uh, Donald Duck, Walt Disney's comics and stories, Mickey Mouse. They're all fifteen centers. You don't care what the numbers are, but inside this this envelope is an original drawing of Uncle Scrooge by Don Rosa. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! It, it says to Vince B from Don Rosa, and Scrooge is all pissed off. It's Dang. done in it's done in black line, but he accented it with red, and oh. he has he has a, a thought balloon coming out of his head with the old Doctor Blasphemy, the the ampersand, the, the hatch, the percentage, you know, and uh, get and uh, in addition to that, there's a photo of Mister Rosa holding the drawing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. confirmation that, is that it's actually I know, and and he just sent it to me. He's he's, he's wonderful. So uh, thank you, Ben. And I like I said, I should have done this last week, but I completely forgot because David gets me all crazy and I forget things. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Blame it on David. That's right. It, it is. I don't think beautiful. I'll ever. No, no matter how long we do this, I don't think I'll ever get used to the fact that. Uh, <laughs> people enjoy listening to our zaniness enough to. I know. Uh, take time out of their their own lives to give us things it's like so weird. it's very very uh weird uh, weird and flattering flattering and yeah definitely yeah, just, uh, it's just uh, and 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 certainly greatly appreciated but but i don't know that i'll ever feel uh, totally comfortable with it either you know what's weird being at a convention uh in the midst of thousands upon thousands of of human beings and someone comes up to you and says aren't you are you speak? Yeah, yep. and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, that, that is the strangest <laughs> thing. And he's like, oh, man, I love the show. And I, I, it, it, it's it's nice. It's amazing because you never talk at the conventions. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, I'm, I, the, I get my talking out on the show in real life. I don't say all that much. I'm not uh, I, I, I don't feel the need. I like to experience and, and, and just look. Uh, while your your other guys are just running off at the mouth, blah, 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 blah. and uh, but you do, you guys talk a lot, and you know, it's like, like you never fucking shut up. Honest to God, and and some of the people with whom we shared the room, one person in particular, and then that's free, freaky tiki Tim Rackrich. Man, can that guy talk? He is a chatterbox. Oh, yes. Yes. He's like, I know I'm a chatty Cathy. I can't help it. But we, in, in, uh, in his defense, or? yeah, in his defense, though, I always walk away from a conversation with Tim having learned something I did not know before Absolutely. he opened Absolutely. his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. And I'll tell you yeah. something. Um, since Saturday night, uh, we all did go out, but then um, uh, Tim uh, and uh, and I and uh, Tom Fowler and uh, Gabriel hey. Hardman... Um, you wrote a list, didn't you? Uh, no, you no, no, have. but but, <laughs> uh, but there was a moment where I was sitting there listening to the conversation and thinking, yeah, and Lucas, thank you, and uh, thinking, man, the, this group of people love to talk. 
Like we were, <laughs> yeah, were yeah. talking with Yeah, that is one yeah. chatty group. I yeah, mean, there was no, there were no pauses. Are, yeah. I, uh, of, of all of those people, I think Gay might be the quietest, and that's a stretch. I mean, we and know he was chatting up. He was chatting it up. I know. So yeah, he was very, very uh, um, oiled. Uh, yeah, what am he I was trying lubricated. to say? Yeah, lubricated. Yeah. That's the word I was now, looking for. If, I, if, uh, I don't need any of that, so I don't. I don't use that word. But <laughs> now we might have been less chatty if we had gone to scores like we all had hoped we were going to go to. Oh, but God, I'm all hope. <laughs> I, I do hope that it's it's Wednesday now. I hope in another couple of days, Gabe is able to actually stand up straight. Because I, I know he's probably he was hunched over that entire weekend. He looked up just to see who was at his table, but for the most part, he was down. he was busy. Just, yeah, he Only was, was, he was busy. Busy. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. He was booked almost from the word go. Yeah, um, not as not as booked as Jimmy Chung was from the word go. But uh, uh, see, you got it. <laughs> actually no 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 but 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 was my boy because he he stood online with me i I ended up picking up the young avengers oversized hardcover i figured you know what chung is here mark morales is here let me get a couple of signatures of the people that worked on the book and uh and we were online and we're thinking you know we're seeing people with a couple of books here and there but then every once in a while like Jimmy Chung is 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 looking down on 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 a backing board or or eight by ten, and he's he's sketching away, and I'm I'm like this might take a while, but while Wood stood online for Chung behind a couple other people, I kind of went around them and asked Mark Morales to sign the book, and then if he would be able to pass it off to Jim, if Jim could just scribble a signature in there, and then boom, I was done. So so. Would definitely good luck, but but it's poor good. Wood. And, and Morales I mean, did the good thing too. That was cool. And Morales to yes. uh, yeah. jump in and have sign that for you. That was cool. You were there early at Jim Chung's table, and you still didn't get on the list. The two two cons in a row now for me. C two E two and New York Comic Con. I had email exchanges with Jim prior to the con, and to his credit, he doesn't do pre orders or anything like that. And a lot of the a lot of artists don't popular or unpopular because you know they think maybe they just don't think it's fair they don't want to commit they don't know how busy they're going to be so i totally respect that and you know, I, I try still try with him because there's very uh, of the of the, he's one of the few artists that i really do want to have a sketch from that i don't have a sketch from um and i said you know hey jim we tried to meet up at c2e2 and and you guys remember we were there i think at like the second c2e2 opened and it was a couple hours before the con was actually opening for press, and um, Jim had said, hey, you know, come by during press hours, and you can sign up for my sketch list, no problem. Well, unfortunately, I don't know why, but he was unable to be there until after the con was already open, and literally, like, he sat down at his table and already had probably 50 people waiting in line for him to sit at his table, so that didn't happen. Yeah, it was, it was, so this time, I thought, okay, what are the odds that he won't be at his table early this time again? So I even said, hey, you think you're going to be able to be there before... It opens. He said, "Yeah, I'll be there for pre- for some for professional hours. Stop by if, when I get there. You know, get it all set up." So I said, "Nice." You know, I told Chris. Chris and I arrived at the con together. We said, "Hey, um, first thing I'm going to do is uh, is is head over to Jim Chung's table, get myself on his list." Bam. Uh, it was I think eleven fifteen, eleven twenty, maybe. The con wasn't actually opening until one. It was pretty much still a ghost town. Artist Alley. I would say. Maybe one or two artists had maybe one or two people meandering about their table. I walk over, Chung had at least fifteen people online for him already. Yeah. I was like, This is crazy. So I don't I think I'm star crossed. I don't think I'm ever gonna get a Jim Jimmy Chung sketch. It'll happen eventually, man. Probably man. You know, it'll probably he happen is... like fifteen years from now when he's like an old vet and people aren't clamoring for his <laughs> hotness anymore. 
He is very good, though. He is. And his conventions oh, get yeah. distributed. They're pricey because he's Jim Chung, and obviously there's a lot of demand for them. But I have to say, compared to some of the other guys that I know that, that, that George a hefty penny. I think you, you get your money's worth. It's it's he does beautiful, really tight sketches. So mm-hmm. makes you wish you were in on the cross gen stuff, huh? Back when he was doing Scion. Well, I was. You, I read the stuff. Yeah. Oh, After really? Facts, but I've read. I've read all. Oh, okay. I didn't read it when it was coming out, but I, I bought it from uh, Mile High, uh, uh, Mail, uh, my dot com a couple years yeah. ago. Because I'm sure he he wasn't as popular back then as he is now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It would have been a hell of a. You know, that, that was one of the um, the interesting conversations that uh, quite a few of us were having over the convention weekend was the price of sketches and the price of original art and you know because it, it was something that i think that the group of the group of guys that we were um with and i think us included you know, a lot of us like sketches and getting original art and um uh, chris campbell i had so much fun hanging oh out my with god chris campbell. like our eighth roommate he was our like our adopted eighth roommate seriously yeah lost. And, and I, I totally, totally credit him with the with the Basema page I ended up with because we went to one art dealer and we were looking through and so I saw one that I kind of liked but I wasn't for sure and he's like, well, hey, let's look around and sure enough, we just went uh, about fifteen feet away to another art dealer and it was like you know Busema copia uh, with with, with <laughs> man pages and Avengers pages and all sorts Semaganza. of Semaganza. It was, it was, it was, and and found this awesome, awesome page, and and for a great price. But uh, Chris and I had some great conversations about because uh, he's a big, he loves getting sketches and 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 buys original art. But it was it, just the um, the wide range in sketch prices, all the way from like Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon were doing quick sketches for free. Yes. Yep. Yes, they were. And, all the way to what was the what was the top end sketches that we that well the two and for? again there may have been more expensive ones but the two I noticed probably because of other artists that I I like uh, Umberto Ramos was four hundred and fifty dollars for a single character black and white sketch I thought it was five fifty uh, no it was five fifty for a two character oh, oh okay um, and uh, and Olivia yeah Olivia Coipel was five hundred for a sketch wow. So, Wow! Yeah. Now these are these these are more finished sketches. It's kind of I I would imagine they're they're much more than than you know a a quick outline and a you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know Quipels, but but in Ramos's, he actually had a printed up sign like many guys, and it was explicit. It said a full figure, black and white. So that full. I mean, the way for people that aren't familiar and don't get sketches, the way a lot of con artists work is they'll do. The sort of lowest price thing they'll do is just a head sketch. It's basically they'll draw the head of a character for you, and it doesn't take a lot of time if they're familiar with the artist. Then they'll do like a shoulder. A lot of them will do like a shoulder bust kind of thing where you kind of might see the chest up, and that's a little bit more expensive. And then they do full figure, um, and full figure is obviously usually significantly a significant bump up from their head sketch price because they have a lot more detail has to go into it, and there uh, it takes a lot more time. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Now, see, here's my way of thinking. Far be it for me to... Uh, dismiss original art i mean being an illustrator but if i was going to drop 500 bucks at a con i would go over to the retailers and come out of there with a u-haul full of books for the prices that some of the things we're going for this weekend you know it all comes down to what you like though because again it's like i know i don't i've been on record as saying i um again this wiscon was huge it was way bigger than 
than even I mean it was just immense compared to any other con I've ever been to. I've never been to San Diego. Um and uh and, and you know there's huge in Artist Alley there was a huge line of of the celebrities the lines where people wait in line and pay to get signatures or autographs and i know people that i had friends uh, neighbors of ours came on sunday with their kids um and they're not huge comic fans but they came and wanted to see the star wars stuff and everything the wife got stayed in line to get a signature and photo with uh one of the characters from the current 90210 now i think he was selling i forget his name i don't watch the show but i think the kid was selling a, a, a photograph of him that he was signing for, I think, $40. Now, to me, that's absurd. Like, to me, I'm like, that. that's re- like, why would you want to spend money on that? That said, though, that makes her, she was giddy. It made her day, you know? And yes. so I look at it like this, like, I love original art. You know, Chris Campbell and Chris Neesman and I were talking about how, you know, in some cases, uh, and David, too, I think, in some cases, um, some guys, you know, if they're charging that much for a sketch, you might be better off going over to their art dealer and buying a beautiful finished page of yeah. their art because it's probably yeah. not much, less, in fact, cheaper. Some, right. not so much. You know, some people like, like you know, Gabriel Hardman, our buddy, um, he was doing sketches. You could get a sketch from him for, which again are very tight, finished, finished pieces of art for less than you would pay for his pages. So there's, it depends on the artist, depends on what kind of, 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 of willingness to sketch they are. But, but I, I guess my point of saying is, Vince, is I get what you're saying, but um, I'm of, I'm of two minds because I'm at that point now where I have too many goddamn, you know, inexpensive books, and so oh, yeah. same here, um, yeah, you know, So for me, like as you know, I've made this gallery. I would much rather spend a couple hundred bucks on a page of art that's got characters I love by an artist I adore that I'm going to look at every day as I walk down my hallway and stare at longingly than another you know 25 books that are going to add to my already extensively long Regina yeah. pile you know that, or sometimes the, you can uh, come across some original art a finished comic book page for about 20 bucks <laughs> such as David makes a segue such as the uh <laughs> The page from Ren and Stimpy issue 33 inked by Gary Fields that he was selling complete. I, I tend to, it's only my second piece from, of original art, page wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first being the Green Arrow page I bought from Phil and Andy in Sado Chicago. Sado. Yes, thank you. Sado Sado said in, in, uh, in April. And I tend to, as much as I love Gabe Hardman's art and I was even looking through Mike McCone's portfolio and, and he had a lot of Spider-Man pages, especially the page that's probably from Renee's favorite issue where Peter is getting ragged on by the three women in his life. <laughs> and, uh, and, and even if I go to, and then it, it, I just, I see those pages and because of, of this day and age and the way books are made, there, there's no sound effects, there's no word balloons, there's no captions. But when I see a page that's fr- from a book that, you know, is, is from the nineties only and it's completely pasted on word balloons and, and white out right on the page and, and everything is, is there warts and all and all, all that's missing is it just going to the printer to be colored and everything. And it's, I tend to, I, just like Chris's page, I think I'm going to, if I'm on the lookout, for original pages, it's probably going to. I'm I'm more apt to say yes to something, spend a few extra bucks if it's nope. if it's more finished than 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 a traditionally made page these days. Right. Yep. I bought some stuff from Mister Fields too. Yes, you did. He was selling for the ridiculous price of one dollar per page original art he did for Nintendo. 
of Mario and Mar the Mario Brothers universe. Uh, I think he did some, it, it was for some educational type book where uh, Mario would illustrate a concept or a word or something. And this was, they weren't huge, maybe um, 10 by 5 inch drawings, but they were original, hand-drawn images of Mario and Yoshi and, and, and Luigi, and he was selling them, selling them for a dollar a piece. And my kids freak out over Mario, so I bought, I mean, about 20 of them. They have 20 pieces of original art. They have more original art than I do. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was great. Great to doing that. that room. Somebody oh, yeah. who had um, original art, who I was thrilled. I got to say hello and and goodbye to him each day we were there. I'm so glad I was finally able to meet the guy. But and he had some fantastic art from Shadowland Power Man and and the Adam backups. Oh, yeah. You see, Mr. Mahmoud Asar. It was fantastic Whoa. meeting him. He he gave us, each of us the uh, the blowing off steam sketchbook, yep. and it is gorgeous. It has one of Vince's favorite images in there with the woman <laughs> up the, the feline. Johnny, it is Johnny Future from uh, Alan Moore's uh, America's Best Comics. Mahmoud is a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful. It does it so well. Yeah, fantastic. And so nice and so so flattering to us. He listens to the show. He appreciates what we have to say. And and there are a lot of podcasts out there. And, and you know, somebody could say that. You know, artists, creators could say that. To, you know, anytime a podcaster walks up to their table, oh, I listen to your show all the time. It's great, blah, blah, blah. But when when listening to Mahmoud, you just – it yeah, yeah, it's genuine. I mean, he, he does. You know he's – he's, he's Right, you can tell there's three groups of people. There's people that say they listen, but they they don't listen. But they may know that we have a show. There's people that that that, that listen, listen intermediately. So they've listened to an interview, right, an episode or two, maybe because they were on it or they were mentioned. So it should have been a Google search, and so they're familiar, but they don't listen regularly. And then there are people that you can tell listen every week, just like other, you know, they're regulars and they're part of the conversation. And yeah. when you walk up, that, Chris, you're not drunk. I'm so surprised. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and yeah. to give a and and his his table mate and fellow Turk. <laughs> <laughs> and fellow uh, illustrator for Nair, uh, I hope I'm saying his name, Ildre Sinar, who is the current uh, penciler on Legion, also is very much a listener. So uh, it was very, I, I had met, I had the good fortune of meeting Mahmoud at prior conventions, but I had never met Ildre, so it was very cool. They're both super nice dudes. And, uh, yes, super uh, yeah, nice. Sure. Super nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty stunning uh, example of his work. He, he, mm -hmm. Every drawing in that thing is, is better than the one after it. No, yeah. before it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. The Vampirella, yeah. oh gee, like why don't you just <laughs> say why don't you call it my sketchbook for Vince? Because it's filled with with it's, lovely it's ladies. That's true. And, That's true. And cloak. And cloak. Yeah. And well, with dagger. Mark Ma Ma right. was awesome. Uh, Declan Shelby, on the other hand, was just a dirty mech. <laughs> hey now, watch yourself. Watch yourself, sir. Eclectic. It, it was. It yeah, and you know, he, I'm sorry, he wasn't a dirty mech. He was an eclectic mech, which was there. Which yeah, was, it was so funny because um, at least three times I had people walking up saying, "Do you know where Declan Shelby is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's the eclectic mix table," because that was their banner, and and he was there like all weekend long. But it yeah. was really cool to meet to meet Declan. What what a funny funny. A uh, good guy, well, and a perfect example of what David was saying about how today's comics don't have the lettering. Uh, in uh, I bought a page from Declan that I had, you know, I I bought from him before the show, and then went to pick it up at the show because uh, he was he brought it with him. Uh, of uh, his, he's been doing the last arc on Thunderbolts, 
And as you guys know, I, I'm a huge Luke Cage and Iron Fist fan. So he did a page where Luke Cage and Iron Fist are poised, ready to do battle. And uh, I, for those maybe that are not caught up on Thunderbolts, I won't spoil that scene. But there is a uh, there was a word balloon on that particular page um, where Luke Cage is is is, is responding to something quote unquote Iron Fist is saying and instead of saying and I you know please he says ninja please <laughs> and, and and now and and uh, you know there were like it was you know like, that got some press because we were like oh ninja please some people loved it some people but I thought it was kind of funny but that's not on the page you know because it's all digital lettering so uh, but the page is ridiculously beautiful and it uh, really it's, really it's, is yeah, yeah. It really is yeah so I uh, I'm super giddy about that for sure one of the things about the con that I didn't like and Jason has gone uh, off on yeah. the. Uh, on, am I breaking up? No, no, no. 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 J- Jason has gone off on on this on this before, and I was of the mind where I kind of was fascinated by these people, and and the lengths they go to to get attention. But after this show, I am, up the fucking I am sick <laughs> to death of the cosplayers. Yeah. Um, um they're, they're an obstacle, they're a hazard. Anywhere else, any kind of venue where there's a significant amount of people, if there's something or someone clogging the traffic, those people are removed or asked to move to somewhere else. Yet they let these cosplayers just stop their shit right in the middle of the aisles and you gotta go around them. And right. when there's no room to move, there's no room to go around them. Right, right, right. And you got some guy in front of you with a, with a poster tube whacking you in the face because because he can't move, I can't move. I did, I did get, I did get stuck in the eye by a fucking styrofoam sword. Pissed me yeah. off. I, yeah. And that's another thing that just completely mystifies me. I'm going to create my own costume and go into a venue with thousands of people, and I'm going to bring a huge cardboard mace that I made myself, which probably weighs about ten pounds, and I'm going to carry it around all day long. That can't be comfortable. Why do well, they do these things? It's funny because, you know, in today's political, politically correct day and age, I mean, kids can't even have water guns at school. They'll get expelled. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So my boys who are in kindergarten and second grade, they came to the con on Sunday and they were in their, their clone trooper costumes and were giddy. And they have clone trooper toy guns that, that they have with the costumes. And when they were getting in the car... Uh, my wife had brought the guns because they wanted to, but then they, they, I didn't even I, they, I didn't even say anything. And they said, "Dad, are we allowed to to have the guns at the convention? Because in their minds, that's a no no. That the, it's public yeah. place you can't have." Fa-. And I said, "Actually, buddies, I said comic conventions are one of the <laughs> few places where fake weaponry is allowed because practically real <laughs> weaponry is five swords. Yeah. yeah. So so sure enough, they brought their guns and obviously with no no problems and uh, and and uh, left but, I'm with, but see see and I'm with you and Vince I've I know I've I've been on record as making fun of the cosplayers and I got to be fair um, as I've embraced the con life a little bit more there are some pretty cool costumes and in fact I there even are. got. I got the the boys took you know, we took pictures with with the boys with some other like Boba Fett and Darth Vader and you know some of the other Star Wars characters because they just go nuts for the stuff. But I completely agree with you in a on a like a Saturday when there are what fifty thousand people going through the doors and it literally does take you an hour to walk from one side of a room to another even even just yeah. without distractions. When you get these people in you know anime or, or Transformers costume or something or Deadpool and they stop and then. 20 people want to get a picture and it's just it literally stops things into a, a right. and you can't walk through because even if you wanted to you're not going to be that douche who walks through and breaks everyone's picture it's it's, it's a very yeah, I was, I I was that douche easy solution times. you know I, I do know have an solution. idea I have an well, idea it won't work it won't work it, why not 
Now, they know these people are attracted to conventions. Why not have a cosplay track that runs the perimeter of the venue? Let them prance and parade all they want at the extremities of the place. Like this, well, if you want, want to be... They want to Well, too. you know, you can't be separate but equal. You can't. If, if you, if, no, you can't. If you're going to stop the flow of traffic, you are creating a, a, you're an obstacle you're yeah. creating a get disturbance get the hell no they, really they, they have they have, no, replete, I, they have replaced the uh um the guys with the roller carts as my biggest annoyance at shows yeah watch the tram <laughs> car please no i and I, I hate to sound like the old fart who's just like crotchety and doesn't i i completely appreciate these people and and their flamboyance and and their beautiful costumes and and the physical fitness of yeah, a lot, a lot of, the, a lot of them, especially. Did you see? Oh, oh damn! There you go. Invisible. Well, I, I, th- I, think yes. the, I think this. I think this leads to a, the the con was awesome. Okay, the New York Comic Con was. It was. It was awesome. Yes, amazing. The biggest problem with the convention this year is that it was it was crowded to the point of being uncomfortable, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they combined the New York Anime Festival and New York Comic Con together this year, and it just, there were too many fucking people at that show. Saturday, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I like looked around and said to myself, I'm not having fun anymore. It was, it was impossible to move around the exhibitor side yeah. of of the show for now honestly thank god that part of it was under construction and you had that barrier between that and the artist alley section because you had to go through this like you know cavernous you know uh, alley you know alley system to to get over to that or a walk walkway system and so um i think that created a buffer to where artist alley was just uncomfortable instead of you know impenetrable like the other side yeah, that, that was my, that was my only downer about the entire show. Well, and I, I would say I, I agree that the cr- the crowds are were, were really bad. Um, uh, I, again, I, I have not been to San Diego, but I did ask many people who had been and artists and stuff. How did it compare? And many of them said it it in, on, at least on Saturday it was it was very comparable in terms of crowds. I, I still think San Diego overall is a bit of a bigger thing. There's more vendors, more more non comics related. I, I I came to the conclusion this past weekend that I don't ever want to go to San Diego. If well, it's true. I I did wonder. It did have me wondering, especially given the cost and the circumstance and the logistics that require going to San Diego now. If if it would be a fun experience, because the thing I think that helps for us, and and that's the curious thing. Like again, I mentioned my neighbors went on Sunday, and Sunday was really crowded, much more. I think that to me was the biggest difference. I'm prepared for Saturdays to be crazy at any yeah. con because that's, but um, and Friday Sunday was very crowds. crowded, but but Sunday was obscenely crowded too from start to finish, and yeah. um, it was it was family day, so a lot of people did bring their kids and stuff, and I understand that, but but I I was really curious to see if my neighbors who largely came to the kind of thing because I had talked about how excited I was for it and stuff and and they felt that they would enjoy and their kids wouldn't have a good time I was really curious to after the fact to see if they had a good time because um we met up right when we got there but we didn't see see them after that it was just too crazy we couldn't logistically couldn't meet back up um you know they have two little kids um and again neither of the husband or the wife are really into comics per se so so I was just curious now they say they had a great time but I could I don't know if they're just saying that because they don't, you know, they, they, they don't you. Right, right. But, but, but I have to think, man, you know, if I wasn't a diehard comics fan, if I didn't know a lot of people there, 
in terms of, of friendly faces, if I didn't know a lot of creators and could go by booths and just make small talk, if I didn't have friends in the aisles, would I have enjoyed myself? I'm not sure I would. But then again, um, I guess that's why we do what we do, and we we're in this hobby for, and that's what that's what makes it a really fun experience for us. But the point is, 95,000 people came through those doors, and seemingly a lot of them had fun, even though they don't know creators. Oh, yeah. They don't, yeah. you know. So it just it, the, it had to be kind the, of a downer for the retailers because. A lot of the comic sellers had boxes on tables, but they also had boxes on the floor, and there was no way that you could get a look through the boxes on the floor. I will say there were – for New York is not – and this is the fifth year. New York is not traditionally considered by many to be a quote-unquote shopping con, which is not to say there aren't tons of vendors, but because it's New York City and the booths are expensive and it's expensive to travel there and stay there, typically you're not as likely to find – just off the chart steals at that con as you would other smaller conventions where where local dealers are there. Um, I will say I did more shopping this con than I have at any other New York con because there were specific things I was wanting for. And and honestly, especially on Sunday, there were deals to be had. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Now I don't again I don't know if it's because like Vince said it was so crowded that 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 they had a lot of traffic but not a lot of I don't I don't want to speculate on that but but I will say that on Sunday um, I got some great deals both on comics. Um, art dealers. I mean, everybody was discounting on Sunday, which which is typical. But I do think I felt even in the crowds and the magnitude of this, guys were there were better deals to be had at this New York Comic Con than normal. Uh, you know where where I'm finding past. great deals to be found on Sundays more and more all the time. And you guys probably already know this. I'm just I, I rarely go. I I usually Sunday is my getaway day. I usually mm-hmm. don't either hang around the con that long on Sunday because I'm traveling or I'm just fucking exhausted and ready to go home if it's a local show um right. publisher booths absolutely yeah man archaea and I Mighty w say. and yeah. uh and uh, top shelf everybody had their stuff discounted i think archaea was buy two get three free get yep. out of here it was yeah. I, I i took them up on that i bought uh on sunday i went and i bought um it was exactly that chris it was buy two get five free with a few exceptions like the um the Return of the Dapper Men, Jim McCann book, uh, they had a New York Comic Con exclusive limited edition out. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not on. There were two, I think, other books that were just released and they were not included. But they, you know, Archaea, for for those that don't know, it, it, they they all, of, regardless of what you may or may not think of of any given particular subject matter, they put out fantastically well packaged books. I mean, these are beautiful, yeah. uh, glossy hardcovers with beautiful dust jackets. Really well put together product. And I bought. Um, I'll tell you guys if if you've read any of this stuff, but I I I did the f- the two for five, couldn't pass it up. I mm-hmm. bought the engineer construct, I bought the volume two of the killer because I love the first volume. Mm-hmm. I bought the secret history omnibus. Oh, that's very uh, popular. Which, which uh, I know Vince loves the Igor Corday artwork. Ooh, baby. Uh, I bought uh, Oko the Cycle of Earth because I bought Oko the Cycle of Water at this Cito Cito's uh, Arcaea sale. And then the last one was um, oh a uh, hybrid bastards, which I knew nothing oh, about. Oh, you bought that. I knew nothing about it, but it was there. I was looking for a fifth book. I I leafed through a few of the choices, and that one, uh, the art grabbed me the most. So I, yeah, I, I it's nice, it. very nice. And That's I also I did buy the uh, Dapper Men book, although that was not on sale. Yeah, and then there's a uh, uh, which looks gorgeous, but uh, I think it's a uh, it's uh, kind of funny that the uh, Mouse Guard Legends of the Fall. This is how it should happen, by the way. Mouse Guard Legends uh, or Legends of the Guard. Um, 
came at the hardcover was available the same week that the last issue of the miniseries was out. I like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that was actually one of the other books that was not part of the sale. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't blame for the obvious reasons. Uh, Chris, was uh, the uh-huh. top shelf stuff discounted on Sunday? Yes. Damn. Yes. And oh, I, yeah. even, I even picked up something for Vince, but you you left without saying goodbye. You broke to my heart. Any of us. Oh, yeah. here we go. I you, knew, you this, knew it was coming. You, I knew it was coming. Yeah, I did. You, you, like a fart in the wind, he was no, gone. No, no. We had I to went get in for my coffee, and that was it. It's true. I, my my kids were already to meet the, the famous Vince B, and it didn't. Oh happen. my God, Leon! He's gone. Like an hour later, it's like, well, Marty and I just left IKEA. <laughs> yeah, like, Chris. Chris calls me. Goes, where are you? I'm looking for you. I said, dude, I'm on the highway. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I'll say is that is is that it's your loss and and David's gain. Damn, Skippy, it's my gain. Oh boy. And, and what, Chris what, what is, is when the three is, of us talk about it, Vince. Hopefully, you can join in. Chris is talking nice. about uh, the Axe alternative manga anthology out of Top Shelf, and a bit of I, Axe, somebody. I've had my eye on that since it since it came out because there's a lot of great artists in that. Uh, there sure Us- is. Usaku Hanakuma's in there. He's fantastic. There's a bazillion Puppy different. Love. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's sick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I wanted to get my hands on it, and I was waiting all weekend, and I didn't get to the Top Shelf. Yeah. And now well, I'm never going to get it because David's going to bogart it. I was there to pick no, you up, I'm take not. care of you. Bought, I actually bought the copy, and 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 now it's it's King Daps. Mm-hmm. Oh well, but I did score something <laughs> something very good uh, Saturday. Uh, believe it or not, I scored the two volume slipcase edition of. Oh, Harvey, yeah. Harvey Kurtzman's Humbug. That yeah, so published. So that too, because it was they, that was the they didn't have any more. When I and they did one copy, great, and I grabbed it, and, uh, and it's right, already on my shelf at the new house. It at a discount for like fifty bucks. bucks <laughs> I it. I got it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Back up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it, a great deal. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, I also sorry. picked up the Pop Gun. Number three anthology for how much? Five dollars. Wow. Five dollars. Yep. And I, and, I, and I ran it right over to Eric Larson, talked to him for a while, and he had and he signed it for me. Excellent. Yep. Uh, well, I bought some books. Uh, aside from the Archaea books, I bought some books at uh, Bergen Street Comics, where we. Um, uh, where I know we're kind of haphazardly going through our comic weekend, but. Uh, <laughs> But Saturday night, uh, so we'll go in reverse. Saturday night, um, after, um, after the con was over, we rolled into Brooklyn. Uh, we rolled, we rolled deep into Brooklyn and, uh, we're Bergen Street, uh, comics, uh, Tom and Amy, uh, the, uh, owners and proprietors were hosting nice in, in conjunction Hell with yes. our buddy. Yeah, totally. Uh, our buddies Ron, Connor, and Josh and the rest of the FAMBOR crew, um, and Bergen Street were having their party there where they were, um, Hosting Jeff Johns and Francis Manipal. Yep. So we, we rolled there. Got some dinner in Brooklyn. Vince and uh, and and uh, and David and I had some delicious bagels. And uh, <sighs> Chris and that crew had some pizza. And yeah, then we rolled... and I still I still don't get it. Don't get what? Because <laughs> you, you, you got it. You got it. So Burke Street is a relatively new LCS. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It is not. It, it is not a. For those that have the quote-unquote typical LCS, this is not that. It's 
beautiful wood paneling. As I said, there's Nathan Fox art. They have they have they rotate uh, original art from different artists. I know a few months ago they had Sean uh, they had Sean Murphy's art on the walls and stuff. Um, you know, well painted, well lit. Uh, it, it's a comic. It's a comic shop. But if you were to to describe it, it would be it is an art bookstore. Yes, exactly. Right, so, because they um, focus on trades instead of uh, floppies. They they did have some, but the majority of the places. I mean, it's floor to ceiling. They, they, they may they may have had the floppies put away for the the party. Oh, maybe. Um, I would imagine there's probably like wire rack or something like that. For, yeah, but it was floor to ceiling trades all around the perimeter of the store. Floor to ceiling people by the time we got there. Yeah, yeah. Man. It was Sorry, awesome. Jason. Go ahead. Did we lose Jason? Oh, come on. No. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. continue. I'm sorry. That's okay. So they had a fantastic selection. I mean, they really did have tons of indie stuff. I mean, they even had, to give people an idea, they even had Rambo 3.5 on the shelves. I mean, so they, they really are, you know, they, 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 they had tons of mini comics and stuff. They're legit. So, yeah, a combination of, of, of wanting, of being impressed with the store and wanting to, uh, you know, say a little thank you to them for hosting the party and, and getting to meet Jeff Johns and, and that sort of thing. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I did buy some stuff from there. Um, I, and, and I know half of it is going to make Vince, uh, Wet because it's the stuff I'm he probably would, would never expect me to buy and want me to. Um, I bought him and Francie. So this is already discussed. Oh, before you uh, move on, tell them how yeah. much. We, uh, while we were Jason and I were trolling the con floor, we encountered original Al Columbia oh, yeah. art from oh, him and Francie, yeah. and well, there, there may be like six by five, six by six drawings, uh, and uh, they had three of them. Each one of them was how much, Jason? Twelve fifty. Twelve. Twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Twelve. I was gonna say twelve. 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 Not even fifteen dollars. No. no. I was like, ooh, because we're looking through the art, and I'm like, ah, I wouldn't buy that. And yeah. I pick up the the Columbia. I was like, oh my god, and it's like, flip it over, twelve hundred and fifty. Yeah, exactly. Like, for, yeah, for, I'm just gonna put this Francie down. Art? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that that book has gotten a lot of play. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, yeah. apparently, you can buy a fucking Dave Gibbons page out of Watchmen for less than that. Oh, so I would not you, pay five five fifty for Numberto Ramos as much as I love him, but damn, if I had the scratch, I would pay $1,200 for an Al Al. Yeah, that's the beauty of art. You know, it's yeah, whatever exactly. it appeals to you. Go get yeah. you a commandy page, dude. Well, not really. But Maybe for more than that, but yeah. Yeah, more than that. But you, can get a 12, you can get a commandy page for 1200 bucks. I saw Maybe one not. at the show for $1,200. Your, your voice is so lilting when you get excited. Uh-huh. They go wee. <laughs> yeah, so, I would, I would, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So Pim and Francie, which you know made Vince happy. I bought the New Wave Underground mini comics of the 1980s. Get yeah. out! Oh, I love you even more. Uh huh. I got uh, now. I had requested uh, ahead of time Johnny Wander, which uh, I will hopefully talk about in a few weeks when I get to it. But that was. Um, I was listening to some guys talk about their SBX trip, and Johnny Wander is a, I believe it's a webcomic, but it was a, a collection of that, and, and it was supposed to be the one of the quote-unquote hot books to get at SBX and how, how great it was. So I just, I, I bought that. It's a Slice of Life comic. Uh, so I, I, I had that on reserve. Um, I did get Axe, because uh, oh, apparently uh, Chris Starris doesn't love me as much as he loves Chris. And... Um, I bought Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba's new uh, Details by Dark Horse, which is the it's a collection of some of their earlier work um, that they did before they really became the superstars they are. And to top it all off and make Chris happy, uh, I bought the second and third hardcovers of Lock and Key. I was buying the issues and have the issues, but I love that first hardcover so much. I figured, what the hell? I'll, I'll have the uh, I'll just get it all in hardcover. So wow. Uh, 
Good stuff. And and so yeah, I mean, and great store, Tom and Amy. They listen as well. So so thanks for uh, your hospitality. And- yeah, that's that's cool because when uh, I, you know he listens because while we were outside talking with him, he uh, he brought up Rocket Ship and and that's a store or it's a few stores, but uh, it's one of the stores that my aunt used to go to and and it's mm-hmm. closed now so uh and then because she lives she doesn't live right around the corner but uh she has gone to bergen street comics in the past because i i have a couple of bags right here from when she sent me stuff and and it's from bergen so i'll um she's on vacation down south right now but when she comes back and next time she wanders into bergen street i'll ask her to uh look for tom and introduce herself but mm-hmm. uh it, he, he listens and he wanted to know, you know, if if uh, she ever made her way over there. No, I, I yeah. yeah, yeah, It's probably it's probably a good time to um, um, thank the iFanboy guys as well because yeah, they, they were yeah. they were great hosts the entire weekend and um, just it was yeah, great, for, great to see. Yeah, them. right. And 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 Chris and uh, Chris and I had the uh, had the added pleasure on Thursday night of of hanging out with with uh, with those guys. We since Chris was in town, Chris uh, came in on Thursday and and uh, spent the day in the city. We went out to lunch that day. He he and I and Lucas, the uh, awesome uh, Aussie Lucas. director of yep. Angel, mm-hmm. um, and then and then, yep. Chris and I met up with Ron and Connor and had uh, some barbecue Thursday night. Uh, and then we hit a a trio of social <laughs> gatherings before I brought Chris back to my house so my dog could bark at him, and. Um, and the 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 <laughs> it your was, dog it, is a sweetheart. Oh, for sure, for sure. The we we went to a Stan Lee uh, foundation, foundation, the Stan Lee Foundation, which is a new charity group uh, event, which was at the Nasdaq, and it was a very, shall we say, eclectic group of of, yeah. of people. Um, we estimated it was somewhere weird is what it yeah was. yeah we estimated somewhere between five and ten percent of the attendees had ever read a comic, much less were comic book fans. It was very much a New York Manhattan socialite scene. There was a red carpet. There was uh, there were there were photographers and, and media. Neo, the R and B singer, was there. Um, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming was there. Wow. Uh, we Love we him. as far as this, we, the only the only other com- tried and true comic book readers that were there besides the uh, our group were um, were. Joe Casada, Paolo Rivera, Tom Brevoort, and C.B. Sobolski that we could tell. And there were, there were about 500 people that looked like they really probably had never opened up a comic book before. So we didn't stay for too long. We bounced out of there, and then we went to the um, – Dapper forget Men. the name of the place, but wherever the Return of the Dapper Men party was, which was uh, Jim McCann and – Something something Tea Room or something. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was Jim McCann and Janet Lee is the artist, and uh, that, was, that was cool. It was real chill. It was um, – it was, you know, those guys. Janet's art is beautiful, and and it was it was sort of a gallery showing as well, and and uh, wasn't a lot of liquor there, so we didn't again stay too long, but we did see a lot of people there, a lot of a lot of friends, and uh, Mike Perkins and John Suntress, and met up with Josh there, and a bunch of other people, and uh, and then where did we go last, Chris? Oh, and then we uh, went to the. Um, Again, I don't know the name of the bar, but it was the Comics Alliance and Dark Horse, Dark Horse little yeah. soiree, which was basically a bar to just boot and hooked him. up with Tom. Yes, and you nearly you nearly broke Tom's already sensitive back, giving him a bear hug <laughs> from behind. I felt mm. Yeah, point that out from behind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Thursday, so and and the point of all this is that Ron, Ron and Connor were sort of our. Our uh, our ambassadors for that evening, uh, and had arranged for all of that stuff, and so uh, much love to those guys. 
Yeah, uh, always, always fun yeah. hanging out with those guys. Always, I, I, after you guys, those, those are the guys that I that I miss the most and and want to want to hook up with. I mind so, meld with Ron. Whenever, whenever yeah. I, I I'm in his presence, it's like we we like the same stuff pretty much. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're of one mind. Yeah, right. absolutely. And then Chris, you and I owe owe, owe Ron. Oh yeah, and Connor and other thanks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh you, boy. Um, can I take can I take a five minute bathroom break while you guys go, go over this? Yeah, go for it. Well, I was gonna say my um, I am extremely jealous that uh, that Chris and, and Jason started their con weekend uh, a day earlier, an evening earlier. I I didn't start mine till Friday. Mine started when uh, when our roommate and fellow up statesman Steve Raker showed up at my house and. Uh, we made it to the train station, made it into the city with no problem, showed up at the uh, showed up at the con and made our way to Julian's table first. So it was my first time meeting Steve and it was my first time meeting Julian. I also oh, was met first time meeting Steve, really? Yeah. I we Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to uh I was supposed to go last April to uh to New York Comic Con and then he uh he always invites us up to uh to his place, especially for the small little Albany con that they have, like on a Sunday, where you'd see like Joe Sinat and Mike McCone and Ron Mars, guys like that, Hembeck, they they usually show up there. Um, so yeah, so I finally met him, and it was it was a lot of first. I met uh, I met Mario finally. Uh, Mario, yes, it was great. Finally, it was fantastic. That's been so long in the making, like you said. Um, Freaking Mario, uh, (laughs) Monster was one of the first people from the forum who approached us and introduced himself. He was was real quick. Shows up and then it is like disappears. So it was fantastic. Oh, I stood and talked to him before you jump on. I gave him time. Yeah, I just have to say because I was going to mention it. Uh, it was on my list to the mention. Monster had uh, he had drawn me and posted on the forum some time ago uh, an awesome. Uh, again, I, I, I deign to call it a sketch. It's more like a commission of of Michonnet from uh, from Walking Dead fame. Um, who uh, those that read the book know that she has had a, there was a scene where she was when she first shows up where she's got two zombies on on leashes because she uses them to um, to you know blend in and what what have you. So he drew me a picture of Michonet and in one leash uh kept being pulled on one side is a uh a zombie rocket raccoon and then the other leash is a zombie <laughs> Deadpool. And uh he yeah. showed up like so David came up to the con, introduced himself, and then bam pulls out this beautiful finished commission piece eleven by fourteen for me. Again, just just as a thank you and I, I just I'm floored again. So that will also beautiful. go to frame up in the gallery too. So yeah. thanks to Monster. Go ahead, David. Uh, so uh, Saw Alan again. I saw Alan earlier in the year with Wood when we went out to dinner. It was um, his birthday. It was, it, yes, yes, it was on Friday. Yeah, I met him happy, on Friday on his birthday. I saw him again. Um, the uh, We met Devin Friday evening at the Top Shelf booth. Although, well, we met him Friday. Chris, Vince, and I and Jason met him Saturday night at the farm. But he was a little hesitant to introduce himself to Chris because of, of Chris's mm-hmm. no Canadian rule. But Devin's yeah. a little bigger than that stopped with, with big fucking Canadians. Yeah, okay. see? Yeah, Devin's a little bit taller and, and kick your ass is what Yeah, he's a little big. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say say much shit about Canadians when not. Oh six foot yeah. six foot four, like two hundred and twenty um, pound Canadians yeah. are cool with me. Uh, we I met met Jeff Lemire Sunday morning at the top shelf booth. Finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, yeah, it was hard to track him down. Also, the first time I met 
our other roommate, Tim. I, I supposed to meet Tiki last year when I went, but didn't. So, uh, it really was, it was, it was fantastic. It was great bunch of first met, uh, met Jamar Nicholas, who is also the artist of, uh, fist, stick, knife, gun, which I'll talk about later, but, uh, spent a couple minutes with him and he, uh, he sketched in the, the book and personalized it to Renee. I'll talk about that book later, but, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of first and I'm sure, oh, Eric and, uh, at the farm who had to leave because he's got babies to go home to. He is also on the forum. Smart man. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget uh, Timmy Wood. Timmy Wood. Wood's Tim- long lost Wood. cousin, Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. And, and his buddy, another iFanboy uh, writer extraordinaire, Paul Montgomery. They were there. To yes. Paul, and, and it looks just like his Twitter avatar. No, Paul is great. He, he introduced himself and fuzzy and, typewriter. Uh, yes. And it was, uh, it, yeah, there were people that were just, and, and, you know, met, met Lucas, even though he had lunch with you guys on, on Thursday. So it was great to meet him i mean it was great meeting everybody that's that's redundant but it's it's uh since you're dropping names don't forget about gobo i know absolutely ryan Uh, i I got i got got a special message for for gobo in our closing minutes (laughs) (laughs) who else uh eric hers 42 we hung with him for a little while spigs spigs Uh, spigs. Mm -hmm. yep johnny Uh, homicidal drummer and george xxxxxxx yeah yeah, uh, sitting, sitting next Tomo. to us, Virgil's. Yeah, fucking Daryl. That's his Darryl, name now. Uh, and and Gabe from yeah. the Fish crew. That's his name. Fucking the Darryl. the I'm with Vince shirts made it in. <laughs> oh my god! And Renee is wearing hers right now. Oh, she is with she me. Is. Yes, she is. Let the fingers I'm, do I'm, the walking, I'm, baby. I'm I got a I I got one uh, uh, that I'm gonna give to to Suntress. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yes. Oh John, John's funny. John and I uh, shared a hug. At, at who else? Me- who else? Um, I didn't make a list because I was afraid of forgetting people. You know, there but, were uh, people that no, here. Rick here's Gordon a, a weird list. It was nice seeing Rick Gordon. I hadn't seen yes. him in age. Yes. I missed uh, him. That's that's one. That's my list of people I did not see. Yes. Rick, Rick Gordon, uh, Frankie the Dillinator was supposedly there. I didn't see him. Spigs was there. Christopher Stark, uh, Boomer Z from the uh, Goaler Thirty One. I didn't see him. Joey N. J.K. Limp. Uh, and, uh, was in the house. people keep telling me that Pat Loika was there. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a lie. It's a, it's a ball face lie. <laughs> he had someone go it to take pictures. House, yeah. It's all Photoshop. <laughs> no, that's a hologram, David. It was the Holo. Loika hologram. Yep. Of course, saw the CGS crew. Uh, oh yeah. Except for Peter. Well, minus Peter Rios. Yeah. My, <laughs> baby. Uh, I Didn't saw Sean Whelan. I couldn't say hi to him because he so, was always. Saw busy. Sean and so, Jim. Sean, Sean, Sean and Jim, Jim. and, and I, I called. I called. I called Sean Jim on the panel. I went back. Nice. And Hilarious. Always panel. classy, Mr. Neesman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, be, I, I do want to hear about this panel. Another example of Mr. Neesman's classiness. When we were at Burger Street Comics. <laughs> picture this people picture this the place is packed yeah. wall to wall with people and because we're jeff looking john's around there. let's establish that because jeff johns and francis manipul are there yeah, and and chris were you looking for connor or we look were you looking yes. for ron oh it was connor and chris yeah, from outside the building <laughs> screams to connor Connor, was, we're here. We're going to eat. We'll be back in a couple minutes. And all heads turn to look at Chris, and I'm like, he is can not get, with us. He's not. 
<laughs> I said, you should have put your corncob pipe in your mouth when you said that. Yahoo! We're going to go up the street for some grits. Some we'll, grits. Be <laughs> we'll be back in, the, in, a, in a real quick minute. But and then the, when we went in, we all agreed that it would have been weird if Jeff Johns had done that, but we could have <laughs> understood it. But if anyone else did it, it was totally ridiculous. Especially with Josh standing right outside. I didn't see hearing. him there. I just would have told Josh. I didn't see him there. <laughs> Screaming right in the boy's ear. Yeah. Oh, if I... <laughs> But that's our Chris, though. We gotta love him. It's true. Yeehaw. Would you have rather me say, "Guys, wait here. I'm gonna go inside and let Connor know that we that we're here, and we'll be back in in about a half hour, forty five minutes." That's probably, yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Outside, <laughs> but no. Better look. You guys You're... mentioned Julian hanging out with us, right? Oh, Mr. we Lytle. should because we spent a lot of time with Mr. Julian Lytle. And of Julian. course, we we have yet to mention our our our. Uh, 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 Marty, our our last roommate, I think that we have yet to mention, yep. obviously, uh, who was was in in Tebow as well. So it was Marty, Tiki, Chris uh, Campbell, Steve, Chris Campbell, of course, which is like our eighth roommate, and the uh, the the four of us were. Uh, it was were a the, tight knit group this year. It was. Gabriel hung out that night, and then as I said, we went into three o'clock in the morning with uh, Tom Fowler was was at our table hanging out. Um, uh, who is uh, Joe, constantly Joe practice was there? Yeah, I was yes. going to say that. But uh, Tom Fowler, who is constantly um, mistaken for Mr. Mike, Mike Norton, yeah, Mike, and, of and, and Marty. I just want to tell people the joke has run its course. Yeah, people. But no, honestly, stop, Mar- stop reminding or or alerting Mike and Tom that they resemble each other they don't so, really. so they, they play it up too. i mean no they're, they're sick of it mike, they're sick mike of had it. well that's not true mike had tom standing at the booth while he was at a, a panel on saturday saying he was mike norton so i mean they're not really sick of it i mean i think they're sick of it now but i think see, i think this weekend officially made it make them made them sick of it but we were at the farm marty went up to tom and thought it was mike he said hey mike and Tom goes number seven, seven people today. <laughs> you know, and it, Tom is quite loud when he wants to be. True, yeah, it's pretty well, funny. Uh, Chris, we met uh, we met Aaron and e- and and Evie finally uh, yep, of Awesome finally. Comics fame. Um, trying to think of uh, we met any other. Um, I think well, there's Chris, one you, you should talk who, about who we met that we're most excited about. That's what I'm oh, just gonna say. Uh, uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, we were we were lucky enough to uh, to weasel our our way in to um, uh, to the, uh, the 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 bowels of of the Javits Center and uh, and and sneak in uh, and and uh, meet Mr. Stanley, which was the man, the man Excelsior, which was one of the strangest and most <laughs> thrilling experiences I've ever had. Um, it was it was. It was awesome and surreal. It was extremely, extremely cool. And again, yeah. every every New York Comic Con, uh, Ron and Connor and Josh, kicked, uh, they do an interview with Stan. It's tradition. So this year they um, they had uh, us come along as well as a contest winner um, whose name escapes me right now. I believe it was Kelly. Shelly. Shelly. Uh, and uh, to Chris's credit, I mean, we sort of were flies on the wall for much of it, and uh, it was it was still a great thrill. I was going to be content shaking the man's hand, but to Chris's credit, he had a camera, and after he took a picture for Shelly, the contest winner with Stan, uh, Chris was uh, was daring enough to say to Stan, "Would you mind having a picture with Jason and I?" And of course, he was 
you know, I'm sure he's probably had the picture taken with a trillion people. He's used to mm-hmm. it. So he got a photo and Chris got us, uh, got us a nice photo of, uh, of the man. So, yes. um, that will be the one and only photograph that is framed in my comic room. Sorry, you have to look at, at my doughy well, face. Photoshop you out. I mean, you're on the right side. Major thanks. It was super cool. It was super cool. Yeah, because so, uh, yeah. you know we really had no role there other than as fanboys. I mean, there's really no. We weren't <laughs> the, holding the camera. We weren't. Uh, uh, the the funny here. moment for me is that I'm wearing I'm wearing a Godland shirt that I that I bought from Tom Scioli, and it's it's um, um, Basil. Um, um, the the floating skeleton mm-hmm. head, and and the word balloon is is violence is the new black. And Stan comes up to me, and as I'm being introduced to me, he's like, "What's it? What's this say? Violence is the new black. Oh, that's cute." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and what was kind of bizarre is that was in the presser, and we're waiting for Stan and his entourage to show up, and just strolling down the hallway is uh, Dexter. Yeah, like, the guy who plays Dexter. You see, yeah. that's the that's the man I would have wanted to meet. Sure, sure. He is awesome. But I, I, I'm pleased, and and it makes me feel good that you got. You to were so him. nonplussed about. I don't really, no, I don't really care. No. Yeah, and and, and Wood, almost seemed Wood, angry that we spent an hour yeah. away from his presence to go. Yeah, do this. it's like what the hell would Stan? <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> and every on Twitter, whenever I posted it, like. Half of the responses were were something to do with you, Vince. I know, because I just love Stan. So yeah, like, everyone's like, "Where was Vince in the picture?" I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. up in the balcony with the sniper rifle. I oh, could not get a man. beat on him. Now, I tried. Now, that was the coolest celebrity moment. The most surreal celebrity uh, sighting was at the farm, which was this really neat Brooklyn bar where we went to after the Burning yeah. Street thing, hanging out. Uh, we're I don't know where we yeah the, there's an outdoor part and an indoor part I guess they were closing the outdoor part so we were kind it's of meandering. It's the Flatbush Farm, but the bar next door is called the Barn. Okay, okay. So we were being kicked out of the farm part where we all had been sitting most of the night, and we're make, slowly making our way into the inside area. And standing at the door, Gabriel Hardman, who again we were hanging out with that night, um, was talking to someone. And as it turns out, it was Michael Myers, the the actor, famous Austin Powers, Shrek, baby, Shrek and Austin yeah. Powers and all that. And you might be saying, "What was Michael Myers doing in Brooklyn?" Excellent question. I still don't know if I, uh, but I, as it turns out, <laughs> believe he was there for a friend's birthday. Uh, but but the point being, um, Gabriel knows him because Gabriel has had the good fortune of uh, of doing storyboarding work on many of of Michael's movies. So they they are friendly, I guess, on friendly terms. And uh, he was kind enough to uh, to bring me over and introduce me. And uh, so I shake uh, Mr. Austin Powers' hand. It was cool. Didn't really have much to say to him. It was nice to meet you. But, you know, uh, yeah, it was kind of freaky, right? It was just like a random Brooklyn bar, and, you know, I guess you could run into people anywhere, but it was just sort of like, huh, Michael Myers. How strange is that, you know? So. Very cool. Yeah, tell, was... tell them about the two women who actually listened to our show at the at the farm. Those those two hotties that were yeah, at I the Yeah, I haven't table. heard this story. <laughs> No, really? Uh, no. One, of, one of them knew Daryl, and they're like, oh, I listen to this. Like, who, which one, who are you? And Steve's like, that's David A. Price. She said, why do I know that? Who are you? And I'm like, that's Vince B. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, it's uh, she had ADHD or something, because she just was not focused on the situation. No, she wasn't. No. Either that and, or she, and, she had a lot of drinks in her. I think that's the one. Well, and, and one of the women was talking to Wood, I think. No, 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 no. She wanted to, I was she wanted say, to I stay remember. outside. She wanted to stay outside as we were all getting ushered or herded back in. And um, 
she ends up talking to Chris, but you know she's not all there because they end up talking about fucking curling brushes and brooms. Oh, no. Are you oh, serious? Oh, that, oh, that's Chris's oh, Allie, line. Allie, Allie, okay. okay yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. So what you don't know is, you don't know is I had the displeasure. Allie's a lovely girl, but I had the displeasure of at the Dapper Men party. You know, when it's a cocktail party, you kind of meander in and out of conversations. And <laughs> sometimes you get caught in one with your – you don't necessarily want to be in, but you can't just bounce <laughs> because it was rude. So Everyone we first get there and – Allie, who knows Chris, listens to our comics, knows him from that, whatever, and, uh, and comes up to talk to us. And it's Chris, Allie, and myself. And again, lovely, lovely young lady. But I guess apparently she too curls inexplicably. So oh, I'm finding sorry. myself in this hot ass teak room with no beer in my hands, <laughs> where I'm. There's no one else around that isn't engaged in conversation. I can just jump and sidle over to, and they're talking about goddamn brushes and how you could take any shoes you want to this one store and they'll turn them into curling shoes and how they were and how when does her leave and when are your games and I'm like, really? Like like for real? Wow. Like, no, I heard curling oh. turns chicks on. Really? <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. It really is. Yeah. is almost ready to start. Oh, no. Speaking of aphrodisiac, you know who I tried to convince to read aphrodisiac? Who? Bree Grant. Wow. Do you know who Bree Grant is? No. She was at Bergen Street. She is the, you would know her as the blonde speedster from Heroes. Really? Yeah, you know the speedster from Heroes? Yeah. The one, yeah, the one. She was there. She wasn't a blonde at this, but she's now a brunette. I don't know if she was, but she's a brunette now. She was at the con because she and her brother uh, put out a comic. Um, and I guess she knows Ron from California or whatever. I don't know oh, to what extent. Oh, I know. Do. Yeah, she was in, wasn't she in Lost? Uh, I don't think so. As what? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm thinking of the wrong girl. Then I'm thinking the, of the, the, the speed, the speed, the, the the flash version. Jay, they're, they're super fast runner on on heroes. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Anyway, I was standing with her and Ron, uh, with she and Ron talking about something, and, and he was pointing out different comics she should read. And Aphrodisiac was staring, sitting right there, and I was like, "You better read Aphrodisiac." Suggest me. You got to do this. <laughs> For sure. One of the what books else? that I bought at Bergen Street, I actually read. Really? Yeah, for this week. Um, and I, I won't get too deep into it because it's it's not anything you can get. It doesn't require any Bear kind of... An, no, it's Johnny Ryan's Prison Pit. Oh, yes. Oh, it yeah. is, I posted a picture the, of that. It's yeah. brutal. It is, it is so over the top. Remember yes. the, the, the whole Mike Diana case? That uh, yes. Mike Diana, the cartoonist, was uh, brought up on obscenity charges for uh, his very explicit cartoons. Johnny Ryan puts him to shame. Some of the, really? some of the some of the shit Johnny Ryan does, if the, if if it was like fifteen twenty years ago, he would be locked up. The key would be way thrown away. It's oh. yeah. I mean, if you want to, it's extremely decompressed. It's a fight comic. It's an alien. Who's for some reason is incarcerated and transported deep into the this this planet, and it's really cool. There's a, a spaceship that kind of drops this tube into the planet, and this comic is so decompressed that there's a there's two pages, almost three pages, of the tube just descending into this hole carved into the planet. That's how. It's 120 pages, and I'd say maybe it's about a half hour, 45 minutes of real time. 
Okay. So you're, you're talking airy. I mean, there, this is just, and as the guy's transported into the planet, he's falling down the tube. He's beating the shit out of his jailer. And it just goes on and on, panel after panel of the two just beating, pounding the crap out of each other. That's basically what this comic is. It's a fight comic. It's like Thunderdome. It's like destroy, but just so brutal and gory. Oh, it, and, no, but it, it's nasty. so inventive, though. Yes, no, uh, you're right. You're right. It's brutal, and it, it is it is very gory, but it's like, say, uh, what is the new W? Is it WWE now? Yeah. It's WWE taken to Thunderdome level. All the fights are to the death, and there's biting and clawing and dismemberment, and and just people are ripped in half. Intestines come alive and wrap around this main uh, character, and uh, nipples are squeezed, and juice flows out of them, and, and saws his arm off. But it's really obscene because there's one uh, kaiju like um alien that seems to be the the the, the boss of this area where our our oh. and he's got like a, a swastika on his belt do you ever see inframan the the uh the movie inframan it, he looks like something out of that he's got a mace for a hand a skull for a head he's got plates on his neck like like the some tribes do where they keep putting plates in the neck to extend the necks of the women right. yeah he's got plates on his neck spikes and he squeezes um a pimple or a boil or something on his chest and you see the juice come like squirt out like in juice. slow motion and it's it slices the the main character's arm off and he's bleeding he's like you want this arm back i guess the main character killed his little pet slug and he's pissed off so he says like you get me another slug i'll think about getting your arm back and it's just fight after fight there's these worms with vaginas in their for faces and and our main character traipses across this beautifully rendered alien landscape it's a bit different from johnny ryan's normal stuff like he usually uses a brush this is all pen but the 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 thing that gets me is there's a a multi-eyed alien that comes trudging over a sand dune and he's got his little he's got his business hanging out i mean there's nothing hidden in this book and he starts fighting with the main character who is by now is covered in blood just dripping head to toe blood and uh then the language is pretty brutal in this too these comics are like something you would see doodled in a in a a student's notebook like you know when when the when the mind just goes blank and the hand takes over like automatic drawing it's just stream of consciousness total id driven comics uh and and so they're they're beating the crap out of each other and the little skinny guy is on the ropes he stops grabs his unit starts playing with it and this fluid starts streaming out of it and he becomes this gigantic ooze monster like the little guys in the middle but then there's this exoskeleton of ooze that came from his penis and they start fighting <laughs> and and they're beating the crap out of each other and so i told you the guy got his arm cut off before right this little slug-like creature bonds itself to his arm and I'm going to spoil the ending of Prison Pit number one because oh, you're going to no, want no you're you're no, going to want to you're no. going to want to read no, it don't because spoil. no, no so once you no once you hear the ending you will run out and get this book if you are at all adventurous the main character is covered in blood head to toe got this slug bonded to what's left of his arm he just fought a gigantic sperm monster ate the guy's 
face-off. And he's, he's tired, so he leans up against the rock, and he looks at the little guy on his arm, and the little guy starts licking the blood off him. Okay? Do you know where this is going? He's, he's, he's exhausted. He's almost comatose from, from loss of blood. The little dude on his arm, that is his arm, licking the blood off him, and a whole page, you see this alien penis. <laughs> become erect and it's got these l-shaped spiky barbs on the side of it the little dude on his arm starts blowing him at the end of the book you feel compelled to talk about some kind of penile comic book ever i i love this comic i love it so much i want to read it again and again and again it's That's just, a good thing. It's so no, it's so it's so inventive. Heads are ripped That's... off. There's just one creature that the head gets ripped off and and where the wound is, these arms start growing out of it and a little tiny baby head comes out and the main character bites the friggin' head off and then he rips the guy in half and the a typical page is four panels. That's how decompressed this is, but it is so beautiful. It, I wonder if this is like a guy though that Again, I wonder, you know, there's always that one kid in school that gets in trouble for doodling all day and, and he drawing the penises and people are like, what's the matter with that? Oh, guy? Have, have you ever, no, have you ever read, that guy. Did, have you oh, ever read, Ang- talking to him. No. Have you ever read Angry Youth comics? Johnny Ryan's Angry Youth comics? No. There, are, there are no holes barred. Absolutely none. He is it. It. total, it. totally id-driven comics. I mean, he has a character called Sherlock McRape. That's a, he's a detective <laughs> rapist. Yeah, <laughs> he's got this sadistic comedian called Boobs Pooter. There's one story where uh, Don Quixote uh, fights windmills uh, with a baby pasted to his dick. <laughs> it's he <laughs> claps. I love I love Johnny Ryan. There there are no holes barred, and you got to get Prison Planet. It's 120 pages from Fantagraphics, square bound cardstock covers, great paper, 12.99. Oh, geez, run out and get it. That's my recommendation. Prison Pit and the second. Now this and I bought both volumes. I'm not going to get into the second one, but the first one starts off with an up close. Uh, look at the one alien with the swastika taking a dump. You see his butt and it's on the bottom of the pit. It's just all this stuff's coming out. I love this stuff because it's unfettered. It's just pure creativity. It's just what can I do? Okay, I'll make one of my characters squeeze a a boil on him and this stuff will come out and it'll turn into... uh, It's awesome. Bam. Get it. (laughs) Do it. Do it. If you nice. like comics with penises, Daryl's going. Fuck it, Vince is off on it again. Uh, penises, <laughs> it's two ninety nine. I'll get it, even if it's got penis. No, nah, it's twelve ninety nine. Oh, Damn, wow. worth every friggin' penny. Yes, sir. Johnny Ryan's my new hero. I'm sorry. You know this. <laughs> uh, I picked up from the uh, from the twins for a whopping three dollars. From uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. Uh, how'd you pronounce it, Vince? What? Atelier? How they're, 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 they're $3. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Man. Yes, yes. Pick that up for. Uh, Talk for about value. $3? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. This thing is thick and dense. Uh, Vince was I nice enough to, uh, to get me 
Atomica Press's A1 Book 1. Yes. You know how much that was? How much was it? I don't want to know. It, it, it oh, I got, I got to tell you, because it, it has a Alan Moore scripted story of the Warpsmiths from um, Miracle Man. Yes. I, I don't think that's ever been... Yes, I don't think that's ever been reprinted. I, I'm probably wrong, but even if it was reprinted, you're not going to be able to buy the the uh, Miracle Man trades for any kind of money. They're they're obscenely expensive. That issue was two dollars. I said, I'm getting this for David. I'm getting it for. Him. Yeah. Bo Jeffrey sagas in there include uh, Bob Burden, Glenn Fabry, Paris Collins, who you know, yes. Blue Beetle and Blue Devil. I mean, I haven't heard of Paris. I haven't seen anything by him in years. Not that this is new, but uh, John Bolton, beautiful art by John Bolton. Of course, Bo Jeffries, uh, Bill Sinkevich, doing Mr. X. You got Dave Levine and, and Neil Gaiman, Mr. X. Um, so I, this was this was the first. This was almost the first. Well, no, the art was after this. This was the first purchase that wasn't that that was that was just given to me, and then uh, uh, I, I picked up the Lady Death freebie that you talked about and we talked to mr brian polito yes we did who, who? seventy thousand copies of the free issue were ordered by retailers think about People that seven free seventy thousand yeah. copies of lady death the, the free issue that's that's significant and, and he was really optimistic he said yes. even if we get even if we get half of the people huh. even <laughs> even a, <laughs> I know. don't be nasty man. No. Oh, oh, even, just, even, no, I'm nasty, dude. I, I, no, I'm not, I don't mean to be real. I'm saying that. Yeah, you got to be real. I thought you were going to say if he gets 10%. If he gets 7,000 subscribers, I mean, I think that he can make, you know, that's that's the fair expectation. And, and, and if it is 7,000, it's going to be just straight up from. He, he's saying that Avatar is not going to do multiple, multiple variant covers. Yeah, he he seemed to be against that for, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Um, they'll probably be but, the retailer incentive and the standard cover. Uh, it's kind of like a reboot, sort of. Um, he said he wanted to wipe the slate and get Lady, build Lady Death back up from the ground up. Yeah. But then I guess from what he was saying, she's going to slip back into her normal role, but it's not going to be f anytime soon. He's going to have her put the training wheels on, learn the ropes, and little by little, she's going to get that the memories of what she was back and he he was excited i mean Seriously. In, to the point where it was infectious like i liked if you listen last week i liked the issue enough as it was but hearing him talk about it, i was like i like this this yeah, is the, the, you're, you're, you're contagious buddy yeah seriously because he uh i think i oh well, i don't know if he sold steve on it because steve raker was with us and and uh yes. but the the first issue or the zero issue is in this month's previews um yeah so yeah and we got, I'll, I'll be checking we got a signed poster too from yep uh, got a signed poster by the artist and the writer mm -hmm. uh the um so he, he was very excited about that and um oh shoot uh paul the artist of uh freak angels was also there so i i told him i i enjoy his work on the uh on the web comic uh got my Box 13 trade signed with a sketch by uh, artist Steve Ellis, David Gallagher was not, wasn't there on, uh, on Sunday. I think he was either under the weather or he was injured. Uh, so he did not make it, uh, for most of the weekend from what I understand. I didn't, I didn't walk out with, with a ton of stuff. Like I said, I, I went there to, to hang out with my buds. I did get a copy of, uh, Heathen Town finally. Uh, nice. 
can't wait to read that. The, and, For those and, that don't remember, it's it's, uh, it's it's Gabriel and his wife, uh, Karina's uh, uh, original graphic novel. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at Bergen Street, I did pick up the outfit. So, because as I recall, last week when we were talking about the guys were talking about the uh, the book, I ordered the man with the getaway face, but for whatever reason. I don't know what the hell happened. I, I lapsed in the following month in ordering the uh, the follow up book, so finally got that. I'll sit down and uh, and enjoy that. I didn't bother to look for the limited edition or, or con exclusive copy. I didn't. I really didn't go into. I don't think I kind of st- well, aside from top shelf and and talking to those guys. I don't think I, I went and bothered and and Brian Polito then, but there weren't too many vendors that I I went up to or, or publishers that uh, I, I spent most of my time. In Artist Alley and in the small press area, you know, talking to Mike Norton, who was at his little table with uh, with the rest of the guys from Cadence, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was I, I thought the setup like like you explained, you know, with the construction and the barrier up, I thought it was well thought out as far as it was. I, I don't want to say it was like two conventions, but you had all the vendors, all the retailers, all the craziness mostly on one side with all the flashing lights and the loud music and everything else and then you had artist Michael alley Jackson and the small thing. press area yeah the, the, and and it was and the video games and the bootleg dvds but you had uh you know it was like kind of like another world more or less when uh when you walked in the artist alley and just walked up and down and and the aisles in artist alley were nice and wide um i i really enjoyed that side of it and 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 i think probably by saturday i renee came in on saturday early afternoon and uh we jason and i met her for lunch and then chris came over and then the four of us walked back into the convention and mm-hmm. she walked around i introduced her to to mike norton to mahmoud to julian uh introduced to a few folks and it was she didn't see everything she wanted to see her boss wanted her to see if there was anything from true blood there if she could you know get her anything there we didn't she didn't even walk over to the vendor side uh we we were just in artist alley in the small press area she picked up a couple she spotted uh two prints by Lori b one of poison ivy and one of uh one of tinkerbell and so she got those two this weekend but it wasn't uh i don't she's never really she's never wanted to go to cons because she figured you know it's my time with my friends and 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 let me hang out with the crazies and, and afterwards, you know, she can hang out. But uh she was a trooper. She came in and, and, and she walked around, but I think it was it was just a little crowded and because she's not exactly the tallest person in the world, she she's uh vertically challenged you have she she saw mm-hmm. the a lot of the backs of heads and the bottoms of posters that that, that were hanging up above. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot for her to really see. I think it was a little too crowded and, and I think Chris and I kind of came up with the idea that uh just because of this because of the 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 two and a half three days we were here um i think san diego might not be something we're really in the mood for mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. well I, also i'm glad that it was in all seriousness awesome to uh to finally meet renee in person oh she and was, absolutely you, you know when you buzzed me up and said hey I'm going to meet Renee. You want to go go out and grab some lunch? My initial reaction, well, my initial reaction was like, oh, I don't know because, you know, <laughs> first of all, leaving a con is usually a tough spot because you only have so many hours. And, and if you leave in New York, I was thinking especially, well, damn, I mean, the Javits Center, for those that aren't familiar with New York, 
Jab Center is humongous and, the, and it can hold a big conference, but it's really it, there's nothing else around for yeah. two avenues. So if you leave the con, not only are you leaving and having a breath of the crowds and missing time, but you also have to walk a good distance or hop in a cab to get to anywhere you're probably trying to go. But I did really want to meet Renee, and I did assume when when David asked that you know there's no way I'm going to get any time to sit down and really chat with Renee. It's not total chaos if we stay in here. So what the f, you know? So we'll do it. And you know, we slept like two avenues. We ended up finding a really decent little yeah. sandwich shop. Yeah. Where and it was pretty crowded, but there was one table sitting there for us, like karma. And we got to sit down, and it was really terrific. And actually, I think it was one of those those karmic things because, again, not only did I get a chance to spend a good hour and a half, two hours, just sitting chatting with your lovely wife, but it was also cool because. It was out of the hustle and bustle of the con, and it was yeah. in the middle of Saturday, which was chaos, and my dogs were barking, and it was just <laughs> great. We actually ended up getting a rest, recharge. Yeah. It, it, I think without doing that, I don't know if I would have been as full full bore on Saturday night as I was, so it actually worked out really well to take that break at the con, which is not something I normally advocate. So, Especially, um, yeah, because we couldn't do it in Chicago, because the, the convention mm-hmm. center is in the middle of, of nowhere, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chicago's busy, but it's not like we could we could have left the area and 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 gotten a bite without hopping a cab uh right. it was it was it did it worked out really well i you know i was fine to just i mean if if it was any other time saturday night when we got to brooklyn i probably would have wanted to go for tacos or pizza or something the bagel was fine because we did we we ate you know a few hours earlier and it was it was a decent lunch and it was i mean fine. those I, bagels were awesome those bagels were awesome they really were but yeah. uh you know another thing with me is is call it whatever you want i i just i went thirsty quite i had a water bottle that i that i would refill but i just just something about i understand you know it's 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 the venue and 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 they're making their money and they know they got you but something about you know four dollar snapples or oh, four yeah. and a quarter pretzels it's like you know what i'm gonna see what i can get outside but yeah. everything was uh everything was great and then when we got inside and i brought her over to julian's table I got my arm around her and I'm talking to Julian and, and all of a sudden I'm pushed, thrown out of the way. And I pretty much uh-huh. lost her after that because uh, her and Vince were pretty much together at that point. I think you're embellishing that a little bit. A little bit? Just a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit. She, she, she is a fine woman. Very fine. <laughs> speaking speaking of, of fine women, I was a foot away from Trisha Helfer. You were. Yeah, so. How are you? Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I how was. Did, how did it smell? You know, whenever you see a so flesh and blood somebody. celebrity in real life, they they they, they, they do bear the his. they bear the earmarks of being human. Like they may not look as as glamorous as they are on television or as stylish. That makes sense. She's even better looking in person. Nice. Yeah. I've seen oh, her she was. She's, she's she's stunning. They need oh, to get stunning. her cup front. That's what they need to do. And she was sitting at a booth, the unfortunate position where it was on the end cap where traffic would stream around and go to another aisle. So she was at the, at a really bad traffic spot and just sitting there. And she was there for most of the con. I mean, you usually see a sign saying Trish will be back or, or right, this right. star will be back. No, she, she toughed it out. She was there. I walked by her like five or six times, and the, the, the last time I said, I got to stand here and look at this woman because she Ooh. is mesmerizing. And So uh, not only did you go to Ikea instead of hanging out Sunday, but you didn't at all during the three days say, Wood, follow me. I'm going to go show you Trisha Helfer. 
<laughs> she was right. She was right there. You know, you know where the dude with, that does the chalk drawings on the on the on the sidewalk? Yeah, that, yeah. She was right there. And and uh, really, I yeah, I think it was Cassie, the the young girl that got uh, taken captured in in the Richard Hack um, episode. Remember the uh-huh. the, the baby faced yeah. one? She was there too. Oh, and okay. and so was so was Starbuck, but you couldn't get anywhere near her, which she is was weird. Katie but, yeah, yeah Katie she Sackoff was there. Was there? Yeah, oh, I love yeah. Katie Sackoff. <laughs> but no, I think Trisha's got her. You know, yeah, lady. but Katie Sackoff's a better actress. I mean, I, I would. I mean, there's something about her. I'm, Starbuck. I, the the acting is not a consideration. <laughs> well, no, in that in that yeah. scenario, sure, but yeah, it's stunning. I'd be mean, curious to sit down and spend time with Katie Sackoff. Put it this way, I would be. Yeah. I, w- I would love to spend time with her. You know, that, that's another thing about, you know, the whole San Diego and, and, and now New York a little bit. Once again, I had a great time. It was an awesome convention. But there's, there's probably as many people that I didn't get oh, absolutely. to find. Absolutely. And I'm talking, you know, listeners, friends, and, and creators. Um, Gabriel Rodriguez, who draws Lock and Key, was yep. there. No way. Did, yeah. Did, didn't even have a chance to 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 find him. Uh, what is that? You know, like Jeff Lemire. It took us two and a half days yeah. to find Jeff. I saw Jeff on Sunday with my boys trudging through the madness of the main room. He was yeah. at the top shelf booth, yeah. and uh, just got to talk to him for like five minutes. I showed him the uh, the Lemire Kent uh, shelf of the man cave, which he dug a lot, and he uh, talked to my boys for a few minutes and. Reiterated that uh, he's he very much liked to come on the show and talk comics soon, and yes. uh, that was it, man. I, and I was I I'd, I'd had visions of you know boozing it with him and stuff and hanging out, it just didn't happen. Yeah. And um, I wanted to meet Lee Garbett, and and I you know never apparently he was at the DC booth, but yeah, I, yeah. news to me. No, uh, no, I know you, Larry you, Larry Hama was there, but I didn't get. A, I really wanted to go up and talk to him. Yeah, and get I mean, a at least I saw him, but yeah, would have been nice. Didn't get a chance to meet Max Brooks. He was there. Uh, Max Brooks was there. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't even. I and mean, that's that, the thing, that, you know. That's how big that show has gotten. Well, that's the, and it's funny because I know that Sados Sados for all of the epicness it was for us, you know, it's also pretty clear that they're going to be hoping for much better attendance in future years. This mm-hmm. first year didn't have the attendance they were hoping for. As a con goer, it was it was awesome, awesome because, and, and we also in the, another big difference for us in, with there versus here is that we did have a booth. At Sado Sados, where we could hang out, collect our breath, and people could look for us. Mm-hmm. So I think even though New York Comic Con probably had as many, if not more, friends and listeners that we would like to have met, we didn't. We not having a booth, it was much more serendipity. I mean, if people ran into us and knew what we looked like, they they came up to us. But you know, it, we we weren't getting the, con- the sort of the constant, "Hey, I wanted to say hi, or it's good to meet you." That we were getting in Sado Sados uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, yeah, you know. Back to Jeff Lemire for a second. Have you mm-hmm. seen his contribution to the first issue of Strange Tales 2? No, no I'm no, not getting no. it until the end of the month. Getting yeah, really getting the hardcover. Nice. I'll get it really in the hardcover. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. We, One of them, oh, well. Oh, he, he told me that the, go ahead, sorry. He draws my favorite Marvel character. Wow. In, in his contribution. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> it, it's so good. Yeah. It's all around good. You got to get that issue. Um, I was just going to say the one thing he did, and when we did the few seconds we had to talk shop, he mentioned that uh, Matt Kent uh, will be doing an issue of Sweet Tooth soon. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah, very excited about that. Yeah. 
Excellent. And the underwater welder continues apace as well. Excellent. I'm glad. Just do and so, um, I think 2011. That is the uh, some point early 2011. You know, I, I did have uh, a mind to meet one person at the con, and I never got around to it. Uh, Mort Drucker. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't run into him. And and people were saying, "Oh, did you hear this? Did you hear this news? Did you hear that?" When you're on the con floor, you don't hear anything. No. Break it up. No, yeah, seriously, and I didn't. I didn't even know. I mean, what was? I mean, the price drops we found out about like Thursday night, and and it yeah. Didn't, so that 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 really to me wasn't news. I mean, as far as I mean, there were some news. Like, according to the form, it seems like one of the biggest things was a new Moon Knight series by by Bendis and Malib. Bendis but and Malib, I, mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know if uh, if I didn't. I said, yeah, I that, that, that's that's a big departure but, from Daredevil. Um, well, sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, an unnamed uh, new project from uh, Azarello and Eduardo Risso. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, excited the, about the that. The whole Hundred Bullets team, so everybody, so Clem, Trish, right, everybody's right. coming back for that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, as Vince, I think, was trying to say before he got fuzzy, uh, when you're at the con, not only is it hard to even see the people you hoped and intended to see. But unless you're going to the panels, which I'm just not much of a panel goer, and I know you guys really didn't do any panels, save for Chris moderated a panel and participated in the panel, but he didn't attend any as a attendee. Um, you really don't, you're not catching the news because you're going out at night, so you're not sitting there surfing the web. You're not, I, so I really, I didn't know about most of the news until I came back, uh, you know, Sunday night and then some on Monday afternoon, just just reading some of the. Uh, the uh, blogs and forums and stuff, just just catching up on on what was announced. Uh, pa- panels and announcements are about the the last thing that I'm interested in. Whenever I'm at mm-hmm. a convention, it's that that is I have little to no interest unless it's a panel where it's someone speaking. That you know, it, it, I heard there was a great uh, like Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill panel a couple years ago. Um, you know, and, and that kind of stuff would would be interesting to sit in and just hear just hear guys like that talk about you know just I mean like the history of comics that kind of stuff. But yeah, like announcements, like news. It's, I I I give two shits about Bendis and Malieve doing Moon Knight. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait in line to get into a panel for news like that. You know. Well, no. I want to be on the floor with my boys. There you it, go. It's true. I am. Yeah. I, I would I would have liked to run into Mr. Drucker though. Yeah, oh sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's check the the old clock on the wall and see what we got. Yeah, we're we're running late. Over there. I mean, it's, it's one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing that I'm I'm really happy to have picked up um, for only two dollars, Spirit Jam. Oh yes, from Kitchen Sink. Yes, feature and this is this is the reprint because it includes the special bonus, the Spirit versus Service with Dave Sim. Right. So the original Spirit Jam obviously did not include the right. second tale because it was yeah. d- done way after. My copy does not. But um, you know, you got like Michael T. Gilbert and Fred Hembeck and and Terry Beatty and and Len Wein and it, there's just it it goes on for days. The the creators that that worked on this. So I'm gonna have fun. That's one of the things we didn't talk about is the camaraderie that is uh, on evidence on the con floor. Like, especially between David and I, when we're looking through boxes, 
I try and keep in the back of my mind uh, knowing David so well and what he likes and dislikes. If I find something in a box, I'd be like, yo, David, check this out. And I'd be like, no, $2, you know. And it's like that all day long. We bounce things back and forth and Wood does it and Chris does it. And like, did you see this? That's one of the parts of the convention. That's my one of my favorite parts yes. because, you know, you got to know and love somebody and you get to you get their their tastes. Like if it's if it's weird, it's got uh, you know alien sex in it, and and just like art art brute, just really raggedy line. They're gonna say, "Hey Vince, did you see this?" I'm like, "Yeah, give me that." And one of my one of my favorite things was um, um, seeing Wood um, look for this particular Fantastic Four issue. That uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and and he found one that was nice, but seeing him pull that sucker out and and like <laughs> just methodically go over it, it was a nice issue. Yeah, it was, it was a nice but issue, but you know, just just his attention to 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 going over this issue to to grade it out, and it was it was like a surgeon, <laughs> you know, getting ready, to, you know, to you yeah, know, man wants his money's worth. That's right. Oh well, yeah, I actually yeah, did. Yeah, I I did end up. I didn't buy that. Was uh, FF fifty two. I don't have it. It's Black Panther's first issue. I, I am always on the lookout for it. That one, Chris, that you happened to see me at Dissect was probably the nicest copy I've ever seen that I thought was fairly priced. Normally at, at New York Comic Con, because it is a quote-unquote key issue, you're going to see, I think, sometimes so, 200% markup to what you could get it if you were just sort of looking for it on your own. Um, but that was fairly priced. I just And I probably could have gotten it for 20% off, which is usually the going rate you can get. And, you know, you can kind of talk someone down for it. But um, I just didn't pull the trigger. I did, however, on Sunday with my boys, I bought them a shit ton of stuff, much to my wife's chagrin. And she was like, really? Really? She's like, we needed this. We <laughs> need all this, really? But anyway, but um, I did buy two comics uh, on Sunday. Um uh, I, I'm, I love first appearances. It's it's one of the yeah. things I collect. And um, sure. so I came away. Uh, I found one dealer who I had really good success with last New York Comic Con too. I think the guy has really good stuff. Usually, at, at, like if you want like the nicest copy ever of of a book, you ha- you can find that at New York Comic Con because all the high end vendors are there. But those are all slabbed and they're super expensive. And there's a group of people that love that kind of thing. And I I like higher quality books too. I don't really like quote unquote reader copies. But I do sometimes like um, something which would be more like the very fine range, which for CGC would be like, you know, an eight, maybe like, a, you know, eight and a half, maybe a seven and a half, depending. And it really, to me, comes down to what makes it a little bit of lower grade. And if the cover is beautiful and white and, and there's no spine roll, and, and so the look of the of the book is sitting on your shelf looks beautiful, that, that's often enough for me to, to, to downshift a little bit. But a lot of vendors don't bring that kind of stock because these days they, they slab anything they think is an eight or better. Um, and it's hard to find non-slab books that are really high quality. But this, this one guy um, he often has really good stuff, and he, he he's only slabs really high-end stuff. So um, long story here, but I came away with um, Journey into Mystery, uh, annual number one. Um, which, uh, Karma, mm-hmm. c- to anyone who knows why that issue is significant, uh, anyone want to take a guess? First appearance of Ulick the Troll. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I, I, that's my, my first appearance love doesn't extend into Ulick the Troll. Uh, first appearance of Hercules. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so, so very happy for, to get that. It's one of my favorite characters. And then, um, uh, Amazing Adventures number 11. Uh, any, anyone want to guess what's significant about that? I know, but I saw it. Amazing Adventures number what year? Uh, yeah, nineteen seventy. I want to say seven. Eleven? Isn't that the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? No, no, no. But that would be X Men number one. It is that, the that's a uh, Avengers annual. 
it's it's a first appearance, although not the first appearance of this character, but the first appearance of this character in this particular look, and that is <laughs> that is the furry version of the Hank McCoy beast. Gray ah, beast. Okay. Okay. Which you're right, he's gray, so he looks more like dark beast for you modern. Wow. So he sh- he shares uh, something in common with the Hulk. Yes, or gray. gray. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neat. I did not know that. Yes. So I got those two. Check them off my list. There too. I would love to have and uh, and and was able to get and and again as with any vendor when you're when it's a Sunday and you're buying more than one high grade comic they're willing to cut you a nice deal uh, off off of if you're buying more than one so it was really very good and just to give him a shout out I think oh here you go it's a JHV Associates is his name Joe Verano so um, he he is on eBay if and I just oh, I gotta nice. give, gotta give him his props because because again he has nice stock and it's it's fairly priced so yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. I think we saw from the original art dealers that everybody was willing to to move on price. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're 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 twenty twenty percent um, if you, if you work hard. So you know ten ten percent without batting an eyelash. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately did not complete my goal of finishing my spawn, uh, spawn run. I'm seven issues out, uh, but I, I I narrowed it down, which is good. You, you, how many did you? Leave with you bought like what five seven ten how many about about ten yeah and a couple of them are really really tough to get later run when when the print run dropped so later later in the series but Mario came up to me and he goes dude I will never in a million years understand your love of Spawn <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't either and I don't want to I just I just something about the book I just, there it I just is. really yeah. Gre- Capullo stuff just it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous, but yeah. So I didn't do that, but uh, who cares? I had a great time. We all did. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this con retrospective has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Check them out. Uh, you can get the BPRD Plague of Frogs hardcover for fifty three percent off, as well as Next Men number one for ninety nine cents, Proof Endangered number one fifty percent off, the Ocean Verk. Oceanverse, sorry, Quartet for uh, 35% off, and the Six Gun hardcover for 50% off. Enter the following code EOC8 into the slot, and you will get an additional 8% off. It's unbelievable. And in your travels, please, my little hands are, are clasped together. My knuckles are getting white. Get out there and buy Prison Pit. Please. It is so freaking good. It is splatterpunk beating the shit out of each other. WWE style SmackDown, ultra violent, ultra gory, ultra misanthropic. It is. It's, it's ultra. I love unfettered, unencumbered creativity. No holes barred. Whatever the artist deigns to put on the page is what gets there. And Fanagraphics was nice enough to publish it the way it was intended. It's pure creativity. You got to read this. It is so good. Prison Pit. Two volumes out there. Go get them. In your travels, uh, I keep talking about it, and this last issue that came out uh, this week of 28 Days Later was fan-freaking-tastic with one of the best cliffhangers ever. So 28 Days Later. From Boom. Awesome, awesome last page. Yes. Creep me out, man. And while you're in the Boom section, pick up Dracula Company of Monsters. Sorry. Dude, you were supposed to remind me to get that while we were at the con. I'm he sure was. I'm sorry. Shit. Fail. Vince, fail. Oh. Epic. Epic. Fail. It's uh, always my fault. It, it was brought up earlier, kicking off the show. 
And hopefully maybe next week Wood and I can talk a little bit about it since mm-hmm. he's all caught up. Uh, read the sixth gun and you can buy the trade in the current preview so you can pre-order it. You know this. <laughs> uh, and uh, I would like to have you in your travels. Give a uh, try to uh, Rainbow in the Dark, uh, which is the new mini series by no, <laughs> which is the new mini series by uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love uh, of the Unique oh, yeah. Fame. Uh, I bought the first two issues. Oh, that's right. Yes, from them. Uh, they were at the TGS booth, and I bought the first two issues from them. They are the epitome of self-publishers. They they they, they do everything on this book. Uh, you know, pencil it, ink it, color it, letter it. Uh, publish it, and you can get it online. They sell it online. They sell CBZ. They sell PDF, or you can get the hard copy from their website. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be in DCBS, but I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's available through DCBS's First Light program. And they're um, just but, sweet, wonderful people. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it's Rainbow in the Dark, and there's the, the second issue was just released, and I believe it's going to be a four-issue uh, mini. Um, so give it a try. Cool. All right. Once again... Uh, wait a minute. I think we're forgetting something. Chris has oh, a disclaimer. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, remember that views expressed by members of the show, callers, guests, and the occasional incept- intercepted transmission are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of 11 o'clock comics. DC dropped their prices first and Marvel followed like a bunch of little bitches. While alcohol is often consumed and consumed often on the show, there are currently no laws prohibiting drinking and podcasting. However, getting wasted at a con after party and falling into a flower bed is considered bad form, especially if you're a Canadian like Gobo. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of 11 Comics is strictly prohibited. We may call him King Dap, but he is the sovereign of no nation on record, and Renee told us that she wears the pants in the family. All content presented in this program is the sole property of, of 11 O'Clock Comics and Vince B's angry 1,000-yard stare. This has oh. been an 11 O'Clock Comics production, copyright 2010. Wow. Unless you're Stan Lee, in which case you own it all and can, and can use it freely. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, hey, we're glad you came with God us. Land, it looks like Kirby. Give me 20 bucks, kid. Did Jack draw that? <laughs> Why am I not getting a cut? Damn it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, as always, and we'll see you. We love you so much. We do. We do. We do. It's true. Even Chris. Even though That'll give Bill a hard. Bye-bye. And preemptive apologies for anyone that we did meet or hang out that we forgot to meet. Yeah, seriously. We didn't meet. We love you all. Give me!